The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, thanks for listening to the Ben Maller Show podcast. It's me, Ben. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Ben Maller Show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Kicking the tires on a infamous NFL name. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 
15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Two weeks into the NFL practice season and a big name, not currently in play. I'm not talking about Des Bryant. I'm not talking about Des Bryant. A big name could be employed by the NFL soon. Dan Snyder and his beloved NFL franchise in Northern Virginia slash Washington, D.C., they need reinforcements. They have been beaten. They have been broken at the running back position. Darius Geis, who? Darius Geis, the rookie running back who was projected as the de facto starter or certainly a key part of the running attack with the Redskins. Never heard of him. Well, because he played like a one game, a half a preseason game, he got hurt. It was the first quarter. Done, gone, ACL, snap, crackle, pop, out for the year. He's not alone. Several other players in the backfield for the Redskins have gone down with various ailments, some of them more serious than others, but guys out for the year. And so the Redskins have said, bring in the cavalry. We need help. We need Now, I'm not going to sit here and do a mallard monologue about Orleans Darqua, who they brought in. From, he played with the Giants. Orleans Darqua. Who? Or Jamal Charles, who was good years ago with the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not going to talk about that. But guess who else is coming to town? He's on the train right now. He's heading into town. Have you heard? The Notorious. Adrian Peterson. That is right. We are told that the free agent running back, Adrian Peterson, is set to hang out later on Monday with the brass, the big shots that run the Washington Redskins, Jay Gruden, Dan Snyder and his minions will get together and they'll have a cup of coffee and they'll hang out and they'll possibly even work out Adrian Peterson. So let's discuss here. The question is rather simple. Would Adrian Peterson, knowing what we know, we don't work in the NFL, we don't have to work in the NFL, we watch the NFL occasionally, would Adrian Peterson be an upgrade at running back for the Redskins? Uh, The answer here is only on a video game, but only on a video game if you played a version of Madden from about three or four years ago. Only then would this be an upgrade for the Redskins. So if the Redskins can get Peterson to promise that he'll play like he did on the Madden game, slash Madden, I don't know, 14 or Madden 13, if he can play like that, we're good. Sign the guy. Problem is, he can't play like that. So my thoughts on this, you've got nostalgia, the naked eye, and marketing. And we will tie these together in a nice little package. Now, number one, the idea of Adrian Peterson coming to Washington. Like many things in life, the idea of it is much better than the reality. And there's a lot of things we look for in life. We're like, man, that would be really good if I had that. But then when you get it, you're like, ah, it's not that good. I I, I thought it was going to be better. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of low-information fan that is out there. The low-information fans that go around here, and they think that Adrian Peterson is still Mr. All-Pro, Mr. MVP running back Adrian Peterson, because they're living in a time warp. Right? They have the memories of how he was at one point with the Minnesota Vikings, and they remember that, and the nostalgia of Adrian Peterson running the football. Man, he was great. And I, I advise you to hold on to that, right? Hold on to that. You can play the old Madden games, the video games you can play. 
the, the photography, the, the video also on the internet, on YouTube and other places. The problem is this. That version of Adrian Peterson, that ship has left the port, and it is out to sea. And not only is it out to sea, I believe it's hit an iceberg. It's hit an iceberg. Now, it hasn't sunk yet, but there's a lot of water coming in the hole. There's a lot of water, and it does not appear that they can fix it. They're going to have to take it to dry dock, but they don't have a chance to get it to dry dock because it's about to sink in the middle of the Atlantic. That's the problem. You see the issue there? You see the problem? I think you do. I think you do. So it's been years since Adrian Peterson has been a wrecking ball. Now he's a wrecking ball, but in, in not the positive way that he had been. And so the advice here, and it's a key thing in all of our lives, whatever we do, whatever you do, whatever I do, a good life, a life well lived here is to not make the same mistake that someone else has made, to learn from other people's mistakes and to not repeat those mistakes if you do that, you're doing pretty good. Also, don't repeat your own mistakes. But in the case of the Redskins, uh, you, it, this is a simple, hey, do not make the same mistake other people have made. For example, the Saints and the Cardinals. Right? They made mistakes. Don't follow down that path. Peterson was supposed to have a career renaissance in 2017. There were people very optimistic. Uh, people on social media, we talked about it here, uh, talking about how amazing Peterson looked with the New Orleans Saints before the season began. And week one against the Vikings when he was pouting and sulking on the sidelines because he wasn't getting enough playing time. Yeah, how did that go? And then the Cardinals. Remember, Cardinals, uh, he had one really good game. I believe it was against Tampa Bay with the Cardinals. And people say, he's back. There you go. He just had to have a change of scenery. There you go. Peterson's back. Yeah. Well, if you, if you, yeah, exactly. If you add it up, AP, or some used to call him AD as in all day, uh, Adrian Peterson averaged 3.39 yards per carry over 10 games for New Orleans and Arizona last season. Now, to put that in perspective, I could go down right now to a local park, and I could get a guy from the park, and he could get 3.39 yards per carry if I put the right pads on him and put him in a weight room. So and, uh, that's just the case. Now, the second thing here, as we chat on the Ben Maller Show on Fox, Adrian Peterson – at this point is what? He is an enigma. That is what Adrian Peterson is. Often deceptive because if you look at the exterior, you say built like a Greek god. To the naked eye, Adrian Peterson appears to be bigger. He appears to be stronger. He still looks faster than everyone else who plays in the NFL at the running back position. And then you have to go to the eye doctor. You put on some bifocals. You put those glasses on and you say, whoa, wait a minute. What the heck? He's compromised, right? He's not. He's not bigger, stronger, and faster than everyone. And and it wasn't just last season. There's this myth. Well, it was last season. You know, he's working his way back. He got suspended, and he missed a bunch of time. He got hurt, blah, 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 blah. The last 20 games, this goes all the way back to week 10 of the 2015 season, back in his salad days with the Minnesota Vikings. Adrian Peterson has been Mr. Ordinary. Now, what is my evidence to prove that Adrian Peterson has been Mr. Ordinary? I will tell you. Those 20 games, Peterson has averaged 56.3 yards per game. From a football standpoint, this is a non-starter. He's 33 years old. He brings the baggage with him. He flopped now for parts of three seasons and 
with the Vikings at the end, and we mentioned the Cardinals and the Saints also. And so this would not be an improvement over the de facto starter, which is who? Rob Kelly. The great Rob, could you get a more generic name? Rob Kelly is the name of the running back. He's been there, been around. He's 25 years old, and he has actually averaged 3.9 yards per attempt over the course of his brief career with the Washington Redskins. Now, the last thing here, all right, there's another layer to the cake, and it's the Adrian Peterson cake, and it is the business side of football, and Dan Snyder, he knows what he's dealing with here. He understands how stupid most fans are, and he realizes that many who go to his football games in that area, that region, are casual football fans. There's a lot of transient career politicians who pass through the swamp and uh, northern Virginia, Landover, Maryland, and all all around the Washington, D.C. area, and they pass around there. And they know that he knows that those pe- to those people, the casual observer, the occasional football fan, Adrian Peterson is still a big deal. He doesn't have anything left in the tank, but he'll create some excitement. He'll sell some tickets, some merchandise, get people talking about the Redskins like we're doing right here. The Redskins appear to be a 7-9, and 8-8, eight and 9-7 eight, and seven team. They're a Jeff Fisher team. Anywhere from 7-9 and nine to 9-7. and seven. And Adrian Peterson... Uh, you can sell history. It's like a baseball team. You know, baseball, they do this all the time. They'll sign the washed-up slugger who's approaching 500 home runs so they can make a big deal about it, have the player hit 500 home runs in their uniform. Well, in this case, Adrian Peterson, he's 12th on the all-time rushing list. He's three yards behind the 11th place, Jim uh, or Marshall Falk. Uh, he's 36 yards behind Jim Brown, who's 10th. So you put him in there. One game, he moves from 12th to 10th on the rushing list, and if Peterson can play like five, six, seven games, he should be able to get 463 yards, and if he does that, he'll move ahead of Tony Dorsett for ninth place on the all-time rushing list. So, in other words, it's good for marketing. Go back to that word nostalgia. And he can say, hey, listen, you can see a guy move into the top ten all-time in rushing. You know, of course, you just have to overlook the fact that anything good Peterson ever did was with the Minnesota Vikings. And you also have to lo- overlook the fact, the, the, the infamous switch, uh, the, the branch beating that Peterson was a party to. And by the time people figure out that Peterson can't play with the Redskins, the tickets are already purchased, the jerseys have already been ordered, and you're done. That's it. You move on. All right, it's the Ben Mather Show on Fox as we take your phone calls if you would like to be one of the early risers or late-to-bed people, depending on how you look at it. Uh, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. You can be part of the festivities. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. And our Facebook page, Ben Maller Show. And this is the week, later this week, on Friday night, we will have a big Maller Militia night. If you've not heard about it, we'll be hanging out. Uh, It's not geographically desirable to everybody, but if you're able to make it, we'd love to hang out with you and meet you and Say hello and thank you for listening to the the show. We'll be in San Bernardino, in San Bernardino, in California, SoCal, hanging out in the Inland Empire uh, 66ers game. And there's like a whole section, which will be probably the best-looking people, I would think, in in that whole ballpark will be in that section. The sexiest people, the uh, brightest people, 
the the, the most well off people will all be united as one. Uh, what a <laughs> no no no! It's going to be marvelous. It's going to be great. The Maller Militia assembled, and it's going to be a lot of fun. So that'll be on Friday night. There's some details on my Twitter page and also on our Facebook page if you want more information about that. We say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia is right there. Yeah, Ben, looking forward to uh, Friday. I'm even geared up for the game. I uh, was going to show this to you in the parking lot, but you got intercepted by one of our coworkers in a conversation. Yes. I, I am wearing my... 66ers hat right now. Oh, you are prepared. Yes, I'm ready to go. All right. I will I will have one of those myself here that's uh, I'm told it's on the way here. So I will oh, we will both nice. be representing the 66ers in complete. And then Roberto will be wearing a, probably a Dodger cap. <laughs> even <laughs> no, though they're an angel. Like a, they're an angel. Uh, maybe a Raiders, a Raiders <laughs> hat. You might yeah. go to the Raiders. Will Coop be wearing Coop a hat? will be hatless because we've yeah. never seen him wear a hat. I, He's not a hat guy. Not sure if he owns a hat. He's got the hair. So yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't need, want to cover up that beautiful... Yeah, hairdo. He's got good genetics there. Well, at I, some point, his hair is going to go away. I, and I've been wear. told I got a '66ers hat coming in the mail too, so I'm waiting for it. Wow. Really? Is yeah. that right? Yeah. Damn. Maybe I shouldn't have bought one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's a good job by you, Eddie. I don't know. Now you sent it under the weather to me. Doctor Maller came out. Yeah, he sounds sick, Eddie. He sounded a little sick. You should go with the garlic, Eddie. Garlic therapy. Do I? I, I? You did at the beginning. Maybe you just no. hadn't talked all weekend. Maybe you were very quiet. You were like a, a monk, hmm. and uh, you didn't speak. Yes. You took a vow of silence? Well, no, I don't talk as much off the mic as I do on the mic. I mean, obviously, they pay us to do that. So maybe maybe you, uh, Dr. Maller has detected something. Maybe something's coming. Well, no. Maybe it was just a case where you hadn't spoken in your radio voice, mm-hmm. your broadcasting voice, which is much different so, than your regular voice. It sounded like you were, scre- you were screaming at a game or something, and you lost your voice. Yeah, it was at that charge game going crazy. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, that that's what it was. No, I didn't go. <laughs> you didn't go. Oh, God, no. I don't go to preseason So your games. wife went alone? Is yeah, that what happened? Yeah, she did. Yeah, she wow. did. Did she bring a friend or something? Or yes, she, yes. Did. She okay. gave her ticket to a friend. So she wasn't alone. Well, she, she drove to the game alone, but she met uh, her friend at the game. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. Well, that's good. Yeah. What did you do? Uh, I stayed home. and uh, Did you watch a different game? Did you? Yeah. Uh, I may have been flipping around uh, on, that, on the computer. Is that still working for you? Yeah. Okay. I got another one I could see. I found another one. <laughs> yeah. Wow, okay. Even better. This ba- one's even better. Even better? Yeah. Right. Watch four games at once. Oh. Four games at once. Feel, feel free to pass along a Preseason football games? Every game. Any Bruce. game. Yeah. You name it, you can watch it. You know. But it's only for certain. You know, it's, nice. Yeah. Because you know, we're in the business. You know. Right. That's how we roll. Special people. We're very special oh, people. Yeah. Very important people, Eddie. That's who we are here. That's why we're working Sunday night and the Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> I always, when I come in here, I always, I'm like, wow, my, my, my. It's always weird, the Sunday night thing. Now, the trash has piled up. Not as high oh. as normal. <laughs> it's Bob Guerra special. Weekend producer Bob Guerra in charge of the weekend. So he makes sure there's a nice big pile of trash right behind he me. He would right never do that intentionally, though. No, Not at all. No, no, no. And he would never do a victory lap on social media for that <laughs> at all. Would not happen. So, but That's, that's a, our friend. Yeah, it's going to be a Little fun Bobby. A fun weekend. Very excited. I was watching the the Raiders Ram game on TV and I saw the Rams new cheerleader. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw there were some fights in the stands. Who could have saw that coming? Yeah, I don't know. Hey, there was only about. there was only two though. Only so that's two. Good. Only two on camera anyway. <laughs> uh, how much did the Raider fan pay for a ticket to that dreck? Man, I I heard a little bit. I did not go to that game. I heard Musburger, who sa- I sounded good. Now I Papa, the old radio guy for the Raiders. Uh, Who's a 49er guy now, by the way. No he's, not. no, he's not. No, he's not. 
He's gonna be working with the 49ers. When, yes. when is he gonna start? I saw working that on Twitter the other day. I don't think that's when. When they already have a play-by-play. When's he gonna do the 49er games? He's gonna be doing a what's he gonna do? A pre-game or a post-game or something. Oh, like that. Oh, he can do that, but he's not gonna do the play-by-play. Well, that's that's different. No, but Papa's good. Guy, Papa's though. good. But I thought Musburger. It's to me, it sounded like he was calling a Rose Bowl game or something like that. It was. It sounded he was getting into it. You know, everyone knew it was a terrible game and it was horrible. But I, I thought Musburger sounded good. You know, and people are ripping him. They're killing him. They don't because he's not Greg. You know, he's not Bob. Greg. He's Greg, not one Bob of the Papas. Papa. <laughs> Eventually, I'll get there to the right Papa. There are Greg a couple Papa. of them. There yeah, are a yeah, exactly. Of them. Yeah. The, the, the wrote the, who's are there more Papas or Alberts? There's more, more Alberts. There's more Alberts. Yeah, there's more Alberts. Yeah. That's much bigger, including uh, second generation Alberts yeah, as well. That's right. Yeah. Friend of the show, Kenny Albert. Yeah, he's a good guy. He's a very good, good guy. Good hockey guy. Yeah, and he's not above our show. He's I've hung out with. Him. He's a good guy. We like him. All right, 877 on Fox. Again, 877 A lot of controversy. What happened to Antonio at the end of last week? We had promised a kid versus adult rematch. He was not there. We'll try to get to the bottom of that. We'll also, yeah, we'll also get to a little choreographed fun. We'll get to that, and we will do it next. On the Ben Maller Show, we specialize in sarcasm, snark, and satire, all things needed to survive the shady late-night characters on Twitter. Let your thoughts be heard by the masses under the cover of the microblogging website. Follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow me, Eddie Garcia. I'm at Eddie on Fox. Go, King Eddie. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. So here's an awkward thing. I, I think I'm getting the same hat that Eddie's wearing. How awkward is that going to be if we wear the That's same hat? That's not awkward, no. be awkward. I think it's going to be awkward, You, you guys have, uh, you know, you and Danny and you and Roberto yeah. have both worn Dodger hats in here at the same time. It's not a big deal. Eh, I don't know. I think it would be a little weird. But I'm not. I mean, I'm. That's. The, I think that's the the top looking hat. I'm supposed you to be getting the, the same one too. But if it doesn't come in the mail, well, then no, I'm he got the. But else. he got the best looking hat. I think that's the. I love I that hat. Yeah. I think that's the hat. I you know that's the one I like. So, you know, not that their other hats ugly, but I think it is ugly. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna like. I like that one. That the hat's nice. It's a good looking hat. Yeah, and we're not gonna describe it. You're gonna have to come out and see it on Friday so should, night. So should I not tweet out a photo? Yeah, don't tweet out a photo. Oh, no, because. Right. Trying to get people to show up. <laughs> well, I don't think they're going to show up just to see my hat. Yeah, they will. They'll travel thousands of miles just to see your, mm. you in a baseball hat. There's only limited time left to get that. Only a few tickets left in our section, so I hope uh, we can sell the that cool section, section out. Yeah, without yeah. a cool zone that'll yeah, by, drip all yeah, over by you. By like, cool, I mean like our sweet section, right? Yeah, hip. You know. Yeah, we we promised we promised people in Bakersfield a couple years ago. We said, "Well, come and sit in the cool section because it was oppressively hot in Bakersfield, just like it's going to be in San Bernardino." But they they said they had a cool section, which was a broken uh, fan that was supposed to spray water on people that just dripped, and it dripped in my lap to make it look like I had urinated in my pants as I was going around. <laughs> and it was very embarrassing. <laughs> I was going around meeting people. Was, Hi, I'm Ben. I, I do a, I do a radio show, and it looked like I. <laughs> Just decided to take a, uh, a nobody beats the whiz moment right there uh, in the ballpark. All right, let's go to the phones and uh, let's get to the bottom of this, this controversial story. What happened to Antonio at the end of last week? Balderdash. We end every week with Balderdash. We had hyped up. We had promoted Antonio going at it against a, an adult, a rematch there from Cincinnati. It didn't happen. Hello, Antonio. Get the hell out of here. Hello? You, you want to get on the air? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Hi. Can you hear me? No, I can't hear you. I 
can't hear you at all. Okay. Cannot um, hear you. Yeah. So what happened well, last week? I really can't hear that you. That day. I'm not kidding. That day I was actually sick. I was actually sick. And, like, I think it was, like, getting late and I accidentally fell asleep. So you were, you were like, under the I, weather. I you were, yeah. But aren't you starting school this week? Isn't today your first day of school? Yeah. Yeah. What time do you have? Yeah. What time does school start? Eight in the morning or eight thirty in the morning, something like that. Eight in the morning. Eight in the morning. So you should go to bed. It's, you know, it's late. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm gonna start calling at the beginning. Oh, you see what he's doing there? Look at this kid. Look at it's this kid. Like one o'clock. Okay, that's a good compromise, Antonio. Smart kid. Okay. Yeah. Um, how about this? Can we do the rematch on this week? Yeah, but you know, because I can't have you stay up till till you know your time three in the morning because you got school five hours later. That's not good. I don't want to encourage that for you. You need to worry about your education. No. Then you then you can get a, a sports education. Yeah, you don't want to end up like just us, this, you know. Just this one time, I just kind of want that rematch. You want that because rematch. I'm, mm, I don't know. We'll have to t- we'll 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 talk amongst the, the staff here. We'll decide. How about that? All right. Okay. All right. Bro. Well, good luck. What grade are you going into? Seventh. Seventh grade. Man, oh, man. Junior high school shenanigans about to take place. All right, well, get some sleep, Antonio. Good luck your first day of school. Let us know how it goes, okay? Okay. All right, buddy. See you. There you go. Seventh grade. Do you remember seventh grade? Yeah, I was thinking that was the time when I actually started, uh, you know, Paying attention to all the girls. I was like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. you started noticing kinda, certain things happening mm, in your body. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of like these, uh, <laughs> these other. I've been, you know, playing football, basketball. Hmm, yeah, what's going on over here? It is weird. One day you wake up and you're like, wow, ah, man. I'm and all of a sudden. Like, Wait a minute here. What's going on? Uh, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's a whole different certain, world certain, though now. Though yeah. again, as we <laughs> talked about last week, I mean the. It's it's different now. Antonio's oh, yeah. world is much different than, than oh, my sure world and your world. Oh, I'm sure Antonio doesn't go on the internet and look at anything. Not at all, because that would be wrong. No, no. It's hard to find that stuff on the internet. That's so right. You can't that's find right. it. You can't get it on your phone. Yeah. yeah. I was talking to a guy last week who knew some people in the, in the uh, how should I say, ballet. You know, the, the clubs, the ballet clubs we like so much where they dance on the stages and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. And those have <laughs> taken a gigantic, gigantic hit in the last, 20 years or so because guys you know it's you don't have to spend it you know it's, it's obviously it's right there in your face but you don't have to spend literally yeah but you don't have to spend necessarily and uh you know on the internet you can get an experience which you might save some money so it's, it's hurt that industry quite a bit nobody worries about that industry being hurt by the internet though what's up with that crazy and now they have virtual mm-hmm. reality oh, oh you yeah, know about yeah. that roberto <laughs> i've seen the, it but the no. goggles on or yeah. something there we saw that stuff in Russia. Remember the the World Cup in Russia and the the brothels that had the the bots, the androids. Man, those were good looking androids, <laughs> weren't they? They really were. They were beautiful androids. Yeah, I mean, just was, like in Westworld. Again, I wouldn't want to clean up the android, but they oh, look pretty. Geez. They look pretty good. All right, we'll, we'll get to we'll get yeah. All right. We'll get to choreographed. We'll do. Somebody must have that job. Or do they have yeah. another android that does it? Maybe another android <laughs> comes over and cleans up the first android. <laughs> And then somebody has to clean that Android. All right, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We will get to the old choreographed. Uh, I have some thoughts on that. We'll get to there and a whole lot more. Right now, though, from the Geico Studios, Eddie Garcia 
We'll give you the latest. Eddie? Well, Ben, let's get you caught up on all the happenings in Major League Baseball, not only over the weekend, but also on Sunday with some games of note, including the Astros avoiding a sweep at the hands of the A's thanks to a 9-4 victory. And with that win, Houston's back on top in the AL West by one game on Oakland. Also in that game, Justin Verlander picked up his 200th career victory. Diamondbacks beat the Padres 4-3 to keep them on top in the NL West. They're a half game up on Colorado. The Rockies did beat the Braves 4-2, sweeping that series. And uh, they're also tied with Milwaukee and Philadelphia are the Rockies for the final wildcard spot in the National League. Phillies fall to the Mets 8-2. Philadelphia a half game back of Atlanta in the NL East race. Brewers over the Cardinals 2-1. St. Louis a half game out in the NL wildcard race. Dodgers handle the Mariners 12-1. L.A. remains two back in the NL wildcard in a game and a half out. And the uh, I should say two out in the West and two and a, uh, one and a half out in the wildcard. Seattle Eddie, three and a half. Yeah, yeah. The Dodgers lost the game on a walk-off balk over the weekend. The pitcher balked and lost the game. Did not force the other team to even hold the bat and take oh, the pitch. They no. balked they balk the game away. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. that's unfortunate. Balk, 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 balk. Dodgers? That's what they did. <laughs> well, right there. well, you came back and won on Sunday, so there you go. Yeah, you killed the Mariners on Sunday. Yeah. Killed uh, them on Friday, too. Balk, chicken! Pirates beat the Cubs 2-1. to Chicago still 3.5 up on Milwaukee, though, in the NL Central race. This report brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Man, we talked a lot about Jacksonville Jaguars defensive back Jalen Ramsey last week when he yeah. gave his candid comments on just about every quarterback in the NFL. Got a monologue out of that. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. One of those players uh, that he took a big shot at was Baltimore Ravens signal caller Joe Flacco. Uh, he said he sucked. Yeah. Uh, Flacco did respond over the weekend telling the Baltimore Sun, quote, I don't really have much of a comment. I don't really care. There are plenty of people out there saying things. Just add one more to the list. No big deal, end quote. Yeah. Well, he is right. The consensus is that he sucks. That's yeah. the consensus. He, he is and, probably hearing a lot of that. So maybe yeah. that wasn't a big deal. Yeah, possibly so. Well, Eddie, I, I am in a moment here going to go somewhere many people are afraid to go to. Oh, really? Many a talk show host will not do this, but I have the cojones. I have the machismo to do it. I also have the cover of, the cover of Late Night Radio to do it, and I'm willing to do it. It is the Ben Maller Show. We are emanating from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So, Major League Baseball, the Sunday night baseball game, I have a weird relationship with Sunday night baseball. There's often nothing else going on, and I feel like I have to watch for some reason. Not that we even talk about the games individually that much, but I feel like I should check them out. There's nothing much else going on. So I was watching the Mets and the Phillies. They played this game in Williamsport, PA. It's something that is new. I believe they just started it this year. It's called the Little League Classic. Little League <laughs> World Series is going on right now. Yeah, it's in Williamsport. And so the Mets and Phillies played a regulation Major League Baseball game. They played last year, too. Oh, did they do it last yeah. year? I don't remember yeah, last year. Last year was the first year. I guess I didn't watch last year. But this year the Mets and Phillies played. In the Little League Classic, and I watched, and it was a it was a hard watch. Uh, it was very difficult, uh, and uh, why so? It was just painful. It was they. Uh, it's because of the announcers, the yeah, way they, they broadcast the game. Yeah, I mean, it was it was tough. It, it was just that, and just the whole. I hate things that are obviously forced. 
I don't it feels awkward to me it, in this whole thing it was it was like a desperate pathetic effort by major league baseball's marketing arm like this is going to get young people to love us you know that that was the the message and it it's fine but it was way too forced and and I hope I'm explaining this the, the right way and maybe I'm not but there was one moment which, again, this involves kids, and anything involves kids, you're never supposed to say anything bad about things that involve kids. But I'm going to, uh, because that's, I just feel this way. So I'm watching, and one of the things that was obviously well-intended, uh, and, and a lot of people, you know, the, the, the low-information fan was, oh, boy, that's great. Man, I got teary-eyed. At one point, the Met starting pitchers who were not obviously playing, because they're not pitching in that game, they went out, paraded out, and sat in the crowd at Williamsport. Right? It was it was all, you know, try to show, hey, we're you gonna hang out with the kids. It was totally choreographed. And the, the thing about it that was was amusing to me is the kids did not seem all that impressed. The kids did, you know, you'd think there's a bunch of major league baseball players walking through the crowd and they're in their their uniform. Granted it was that weird players weekend uniform thing they had on, but they're there and you're thinking, man, these kids will be all over them. No, they were just like the kids were more interested in their phones and doing their other thing. They weren't they weren't that into it. At least that's what it looked like to me. Uh, and it just it was like they were trying too hard, right? And I it it seemed way too manufactured. And uh, I guess and they won some some applause on social media. Baseball's marketing department that's great. But moments like that. It just seems like they're better if they're organic, not uh, carefully crafted, shall I say. You didn't watch the game, I assume, any, so you didn't see the... I, I, I saw what you were talking about. The, I flipped over, and, and I, yeah. I I was like, where are they playing this game at? And then I saw they had like a little special patch on their shoulder oh, yeah, and yeah. Was... and all that stuff. So I, I tuned in long enough to figure out what was going on, but not I didn't watch a lot of it. How upset must A-Rod have been to be surrounded by all those kids? He must have been so upset, <laughs> you know? But he had a smile, right? He had to put on a happy face. Well, and, he's good at you know doing fake smiles and all that yeah, stuff. His whole career, yeah. he did that his entire time. Anyway, so that's my, those are my ten cents on the the major league baseball players in Williamsport. That was a little too much. Well, trying too hard, you know. You tried too hard. It's kind of like when you're dating and you're trying to impress someone, and you try too hard, it blows up in your face. This blew up in their face. Uh, and plus, all those kids by by they're playing little league baseball. They're kind of into baseball already. They're playing Little League Baseball. They're, they're the top Little League Baseball players in the country at the Little League World Series. They're already in. you got to try to get the kids that aren't playing Little League Baseball to watch your sport. That's what you got to try to get. Those are the kids you have to get out there to watch. Let's go to Mark in Hollywood, who's next on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Mark. Hey, how you doing, Ben? You're the greatest. You're very kind there, Mark. I appreciate it. It's that. Hollywood Mark here, and a star is born, Ben. I'm telling you, I saw the Bills-Browns game, and it's the Bills quarterback, Josh Allen. He's going to be a big star. <laughs> He's the guy from nowhere. <laughs> nobody knows him. Nobody cares. But they found him in the you know, yeah. so, drugstore somewhere, and he is going to be big. So if if Hollywood Mark says that Josh Allen's going to be a big star, that means he's going to be a big star. Now I'm not I'm not taking the Kool Aid on Josh Allen. I'm not. Uh, ben, what? I'm telling you, he's got the eye. He's got the eye. Well, he's got two of them. 
Yeah, he's got two eyes. Yes, he's got two of them, and they're on his head. And I guess he's got. A, there's a third eye we all have, but it's on our forehead. We can't see it. We don't use it anymore. So yeah. He stands in there. And he throws that ball at 90 miles an hour. He could be a pitcher, Ben. You, yeah. That's why you should like him. Yeah, well, okay, but that doesn't mean you know, I'd rather have a guy with touch. Don't you? Isn't it more important? Like, if you were to say, hey, I want a quarterback, would you rather have a guy that throws 90 miles an hour or would you rather have a guy that has perfect touch and can throw those short passes and hit the receiver right between the numbers? Perfect every time. Wouldn't you rather have that guy? I would. Well, you know something, Ben? People what? can evolve. They can evolve. You know? yeah. Who, yeah. Who says he can't learn those short passes? Yeah. But, a lot of people don't. You know, you, how old are you, Mark? Hollywood, Mark? I'm, I'm 32. You're 32. All right. Well, you, how much have you really changed? When, once you reach the, a certain age, you're kind of who you are, right? I mean, you know, you know, little things change. But for the most part, once we're settled into being who we are, we don't change very much. Because these are habits, right? People form habits, and especially a quarterback. You form habits. It's like a if you get a quarterback who's timid in the pocket, and they say, "Well, we'll teach him not to be timid." Very rarely, very rarely does it happen where someone who's timid and they've been that way their entire football career do they get to the NFL and they're no longer timid. You know those guys. You know what I'm talking about the guys that that feel uh, footsteps that aren't there. Right. Yeah. Those guys it's hardly not- ever change. Josh doesn't move an inch. He stand, Watch him. He stands there. He doesn't care what goes on around him. Yeah. And he really does a good job. I want you to keep an eye on him. This so, is going to be the sleeper of the year. So how and, long have you been in L.A.? When you grew up in western New York, I assume. Is that right? Um, <laughs> and are you really in L.A. right now? Are you pretending to be in L.A.? What's going on with you? Are you deceiving me? Come on. Come clean. Come on. Come clean. I'm not a Rams fan. Well, that's fine. You don't have to be a Rams fan, right? You know, I'm just I'm trying to figure it out here. What's going on with you? Thirty two. Wait, 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 wait. This isn't no. Hollywood, Ben. This is how it is. Everything's a question mark. Well, everything in life's a question mark. But you're thirty two, so you're too young to really have been around for those glory days and remember the glory days of the Buffalo Bills when they were the runner up every year. Right at thirty-two, you're too young for that. I'm so, still thinking they're gonna. I'm still thinking they're gonna win ten games. Yeah, all right. You should not be drinking, and calling radio. What's wrong with you, Mark? How dare you? All right, listen, man. Yeah, you, you, good luck. Make sure you get that seventeen Josh Allen jersey. Make sure it's washed, okay? All right. Good luck. All right. You call me. Tell me I'm a jackass when he is great, which won't happen. But all right, there you go. Hollywood, Mark. So the Ben Maller Show on Fox, we will have the MLB pick. And we'll get to that coming up in a couple minutes. Here's the Who Am I game. Now, Trevor Cahill, vagabond journeyman pitcher Trevor Cahill, uh, clearly using the spitball or scuffing the baseball somehow uh, with the Oakland Athletics. He's got a 0.85 ERA in 57 strikeouts in eight home starts in Oakland this season. I guess he likes pitching in empty stadiums. I am the last pitcher. To have 55-plus strikeouts and a sub-90 ERA through eight home starts. Again, Trevor Cahill of the A's has done it. I am the last pitcher prior to have 55-plus strikeouts and a sub-090 earn run average through eight home starts. Who am I? The answer next. 
Almost all talk shows sound the same after a while. Think of us as a sports talk oasis from the mundane. The Ben Maller Show Facebook page is our own unique meeting place with over 2 billion of our closest friends, most of whom ignore us. Please take a second to like our page. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Listener Dylan writes in, he says, when a loyal podcast listener accidentally takes a six-hour nap in the middle of the day, he becomes a newly christened live listener. Good job by me, Dylan says. That's right, Dylan. I'm sure your your wife and your daughter there very happy that you took a six-hour nap in the middle of the day so you could listen live. And I have been getting reports that finally Koopa Loop listened to me and left the saucy language in the podcast from last week that there were a couple of F-bombs in the podcast. Good job by you, Koopa Loop. What? Way to go. Yeah, there were like <laughs> F-bombs in the podcast. Oh, Good job. Finally, Koop, leave them in there. It's the internet. <laughs> Who cares if corporate doesn't like Dump it? That Just Ro- leave them in there. Dump that, Roberto. <laughs> Did he? Did he really dump it? No, no. All right. Anyway, uh, no, I'm not gonna do it twice. I can't see the I can't see the light. Somebody moved the light. There's a light. I can tell when something's dumped. <laughs> I don't know where the light is. These weekend hoodlums come in here and they move everything around. All right, I gotta pay off the Who Am I game. Trevor Cahill of the A's. A guy's been amazing Ooh. at home. I guess he likes empty stadiums. There, a 0.85 ERA, 57 strikeouts, and eight home starts. In Oakland this season, I am the last pitcher to have 55-plus strikeouts and a sub-090 ERA through eight home starts. Who am I? That's the question. What's the answer? And let's see. A bunch of answers coming in. Ernie in Michigan is going with Monique Davis as the answer. Uh, who else do we have here? Let's see here. A-Rod from the Evil Weed Man Hippie account. Uncle Buck tossed out by Mark. Jim Catfish Hunter from Wally. Uh, Derek Lowe tossed out by Frank in L.A. Uh, who else do we have? Troy Percival from the Smoke Runner. He's back listening. We haven't heard from him in a while. Uh, Andy Ashby from Patrick the Uber Driver in San Diego. Doc Gooden from Jay Scoops. Joe is going with Jacob DeGram. Eddie, do you have an answer, Eddie? I do, Ben. The yeah. answer is Kelly Downs. Yeah, that's a good name. Kelly Downs, the old giant. No, it's also not Bob Walk, the old pirate guest by Funhouse. The correct answer, Eddie, Hideo Nomo of the 1995 Dodgers. The last pitcher to do it. There's only been two other pitchers other than Cahill. Vita Blue and Nolan Ryan are the two other legends of baseball. Let's get to it. Here we go. We got to go quick. It's time now for the MLB Pick'em Coop. Get on that microphone loud and proud uh, and announce who the smartest man in the room the guy is. In last place. Go ahead, Koopa Loop. I'm on fire. Yeah, you won, Ben. Yeah. Your first uh, with win. With the first pick, Garrett Cole of the Astros. Roberto. Corey Kluber. All right. Playing the Red Sox. Bad pick by you, Koopa Loop. I will go with. Hurry up. Uh, Rick Porcello. Uh, Eddie. All right, let's go with J.D. Martinez and Chris Davis. All right, back to you, Koopa Loop. Hurry up. J.D. Or Mookie Betts. <laughs> All oh right, God. Roberto. Justin Turner and Matt Carpenter. All right, uh, I will take uh, Jesus Aguilar and uh, Jose Ramirez. Roberto. Matt Carpenter. Coop, I think you already Francisco Lindor. All right, Eddie. Austin Goomber. Uh, we got it in, Connor. I think he picked the same guy twice, I think. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
Bring on the college football. Bring on the anger, baby. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. It's all you have to do. It's very simple. So we have five more days to get through, and then it's college football activity. That's right. It doesn't seem like it. It's not good college football, but it's – Yeah, well, no, they're not playing. They are playing, but not, well, not in five days. They're not playing in five days. It's New Mexico State, the Aggies against Wyoming. Boy, how's Wyoming going to do now? Oh, man. Wyoming post Josh Allen. Good luck. Good luck to those Cowboys. Uh, that's one of the games on the 25th. I mean, there's a few games. You've got Hawaii and Colorado State. That game on the 25th also. And the Rams of Colorado State, a 14-point favorite. But I'll tell you what, Hawaii, I know they usually don't travel well when they leave the islands. Like those Warriors. Are they back to being the Rainbow Warriors? Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, so, so anyway, let, let's get to the point, please. College football, there's a tradition. Somebody does a story where they interview a bunch of coaches off the record. Uh, Now, this, I guess, is I think CBS is doing it now, but it's candid coaches. Who doesn't love candid coaches? Off-the-record comments about rival coaches. And this story has popped up on the interweb this week. The most underrated coach, according to candid coaches, these are coaches that vote without their names being public, it was a tie. It was a tie between David Shaw of Stanford and Chris Peterson of UW, of Washington. Now, your most overrated coaches, which is obviously the better story. The better story is the most overrated. Underrated? Nah. Overrated? That's where you have conversation, right? The most overrated coach, also a tie. Who is the most overrated coach in college football? Well, two people share the lead. You have Willie Taggart who takes over at Florida State, has yet to coach a game with the Seminoles, and James Franklin from Penn State, from Happy Valley, in a tie as the most overrated coaches. But in that same story, now that, now that would be enough. You could say, well, Willie Taggart, you know, he was at Oregon for a cup of coffee, and now he gets the Florida State job. He didn't win at Oregon, but now he gets the Florida State job. Uh, but it was what had been said about another coach that I believe is where we need to start and where we need to talk about candid coaches. Nick Saban. Something was said about Nick Saban that raised some eyebrows. Enough eyebrows that we need to discuss it here. And if you did not see this and you have not heard about it, uh, in this particular story, Nick Saban was called out by several of these anonymous rival coaches as overrated. Yeah, all those national championships and a clearinghouse for NFL scouts overrated. Now, he only officially received one vote from the candid coaches as overrated, but there were other coaches that assaulted him verbally, Mr. Saban. Uh, And one quote which popped up in the story, and I'd like to share it with you, and I recommend reading the story. It's a pretty good story. Uh, But this is the part that resonated with me, and I wanted to talk about it here with you. And so here's the quote. Again, this is some anonymous coach 
possibly the head coach at Auburn. I don't know. Uh, here it is. If you had the number one recruiting class in the country every year, you'd win like Nick Saban, the anonymous coach said. He shows up at every single game with a better roster than the teams he's playing. If you count cheating and getting the best players in the country as part of running a program, he's the best in the country. This candid coach said of Nick Saban, it's like saying an NFL coach is the best coach in the league if he gets 25 first-round picks every year, end quote. All right, so let's get into this. Now, that's pretty good, right? We've heard the kind of thing in the past from people that are upset with Saban. Typically, it's guys that call radio shows. <laughs> you know, it's like, ah, Saban's not that good. Ah, nah, 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 nah. Yeah. I can go on a rant about him eating Little Debbie uh, foods and, and being Little Napoleon and all that. I could do that. But uh, listen, the question, let's make it very simple. Because right? this is clearly pointing out that Nick Saban does nefarious things with the Alabama football program. So let's frame it this way. Here's the question. Do you think that Nick Saban is running a 100% clean program at Alabama? Roll Tide! By no means, okay? Now, I realize if you're listening to me deep in the heart of Alabama and you have a, a, a giant elephant fathead on your wall uh, and you worship everything to do with Alabama football, you don't want to hear that. But that's the reality, right? No, of course not 100% clean. Now, my perspective on this, you've got protected interest, animosity, and the prophecy. All right, those three things. Again, protected interest, animosity, and the prophecy, and they kind of rhyme. We'll link them all together. Now, the, it was not intentional. Uh, a, Nick Saban, the fact that he is winning – and winning at the rate that he's winning in, in college football, and how bad he was as an NFL coach. Oh, no, but he was mediocre. wasn't bad. He was mediocre. He was average. You know, he picked the wrong players in the NFL. But it is my position that this does not happen. Winning at the level that Nick Saban has won at over these past years at Alabama cannot happen without what? Without shenanigans. Cannot happen. Now, do I have any evidence? Do I have any direct evidence? No. I have circumstantial evidence. I have past examples of other programs. And it's my belief that nobody who wins big has completely clean hands. I don't care how much soap they put on their hands. There's some dirt. And maybe it's buried in the cuticles of the fingernails, but it's there. And the gold standard of this. Hey, I love it here. The, the, I'm sure you do. The gold standard is John Wooden. Now, I love Coach Wooden, and as you know, I'm a proud voter for the John R. Wooden Award, the most coveted award in all of sports. But even the great John Wooden, a man who I once interviewed years ago and would, would eat fried chicken when he got to a certain age, because you don't have to worry about the long-term health problems with fried chicken when you get to a certain age. You don't have to worry about any long-term health problems because you're not going to be around that long. You might as well just enjoy life. At that particular point. But anyway, John Wooden had the infamous Sam Gilbert. Right? Legendary story in L.A. sports history. The UCLA booster, a car dealer who helped the Wizard of Westwood become the Wizard of Westwood in the 1960s and the 1970s. And you, know, you, have, to step, you have to step back. And, and, but when you're inside of big-time college athletics, football, which we're talking about, or basketball, 
it's kind of like the drug industry. In, in you can do steroids or whatever the new PED is in baseball. You just have to be a step ahead of the drug testing. If you're a step ahead of the drug testing, you're not going to get caught. And in college athletics, you have to be a step ahead of the NCAA. Right? There are things that you can do where you will not be caught. There will be no direct line going back to you. But let's be honest here. The glamour schools, and in football, Alabama is one of the greats. They're good for business, right? This is a protected institution. It's a protected interest. If you dinged every big-time school, every school that gets notoriety, and these are protected interests there, if you start doing that, eventually, it'll take a little while, but it would affect the bottom line. Television pays a lot of money, and a lot of that money goes for those Saturday college football packages to show schools like Alabama. And if you start putting them on timeout and taking away scholarships and doing the things that the NCAA has the possibility of doing uh, when you punish schools, suddenly it becomes problematic to the bottom line. And these are semi-professional football outfits, these college football teams. So you have NCAA rules. You have the reality, though, of selective enforcement for the big boys. It's one thing if you want to punish Texas Tech or Iowa State or Wake Forest or schools of that ilk because those schools, while occasionally they'll put a good team on the field, they're not sexy schools for football. They're not. So you have to, with recruiting, it's like being an acrobat. But you're an acrobat doing a high-wire act without a net. But if you if, if, at those schools, you, you don't have a net because you get caught, you're dinged. But at the big power schools, yeah, you got a little bit of a safety net. Now, the second thing, your part B, let's also not overlook the bitterness which is in play here. All coaches at high-profile schools are essentially going after the same players. It's not any real different the players that Alabama is trying to get. They're competing against the same play, you know, schools every year. You know who those schools are. And so Nick Saban and the Alabama machine have made these other coaches look like fools. And what does that do? That, that leads to resentment. It's like, why can't we be like Saban and Alabama? And there's animosity in the coaching fraternity to Nick Saban. I think this is kind of obvious. You knew that. It's understandable that it would be that way. In any work uh, like this, if you're a salesperson, there's a, somebody else at the other company that's making you look bad. You're like, hey, screw that guy or that woman. I, you know, I'm going to beat them. Uh, you know, I, I don't like them. You know, they're doing something illegal. Uh, and, and so that happens. Now, Saban does enter every single game with a better roster than the teams he's playing. That's accurate. It's not wrong. It's the way it is. It's always surprising when Alabama loses a game, and it's typically because of something Alabama did, not something some other team did. That's the reality now. Uh, and the thing about the, the big picture for Alabama, it is interesting to note that nobody has been able to find any real dirt on this era of Nick Saban and Alabama. You think of people digging around, people don't like Urban Meyer, right? Urban Meyer wins a ton at Ohio State. Well, he found something on Urban Meyer, right? So somebody leaked something to a guy on his Facebook page, and he wrote about it, and it became a big thing uh, for Urban Meyer. And and it's not just Urban Meyer. You know, the previous regime in Ohio State, right? You go back, and Ohio State, they've been sliced up a little bit. You had the tattoo gate uh, with players trading which is ridiculous, Ohio State merchandise to get tattoos. Anyway, the last thing, the parting shot on this, there is also a self-fulfilling prophecy 
in play involving Alabama. Now, what do I mean by that? All things being equal, the top players in high school are more likely to end up with Nick Saban. So what I mean by that is if Alabama is, as we said, going after the same recruits that Clemson, Florida State, Florida, Ohio State, Michigan, USC, the usual suspects, are going after. The perception is that Nick Saban is going to get you to the NFL and he's going to get you drafted higher in the NFL. It's a clearinghouse for the National Football League. And so that helps attract the top players to Tuscaloosa, which turns into the reality that it is a pro football factory in Tuscaloosa. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. You want to comment on that? It is fair game. You can hit me up on Twitter at Ben Maller and call in if you want to get your voice heard on the radio. And that is 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Judas Garcia's right over there. there now, I will say uh, that uh, my I actually grew up an Alabama fan. My mom is from from Alabama, and uh, – but I'm not a Nick Saban fan. I just, I just, I'm not a fan of him personally. Although he is a so great coach. guy, he's a great guy. He's, oh, he's, he's very warm and cuddly. There's no doubt about that. But let's, let's let us give him some credit to the fact that you know when he took over Alabama and Mike Shula was coaching, that was not the Alabama that we see now. He had to kind of rebuild them back up to where they are now that they they are getting all those good players every year. But they weren't when he took over that job. So. He deserves some credit for resurrecting that program. I mean, it's easy to sit back now and say, well, look at all the great players he's getting. Yeah, but that wasn't the way he started when he got there. Yeah, okay, so that took a couple of years, and then we're off to the races. The floodgates have opened, and there's no stopping. But, right? but, but, my, but my point is this. like the, the coaches, that candid coaches story, which I don't know if you read that or not. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I thought yeah. it was pretty good. Uh, I like that kind of stuff. And who knows who those coaches are? Those those could be like the, I, I the, would what? I would do anything if it right. could be revealed that it was Will Muschamp. <laughs> that would be pretty wouldn't that be amazing <laughs> that he was the that unnamed be, source? That would be oh, pretty good. God, that would be great. Yeah, like I'm really surprised that Saban never went back to the NFL. He was such a failure in the NFL. I thought for sure at some point. He would try to correct that because that's the top level of football, and college football is not. And he he hasn't, and now he's at the age now where he's not gonna. You, it's hard to imagine him at, in his what is he almost sixty seven that he's gonna go to the NFL now. He's gonna coach out his time at Alabama, and maybe he'll coach another five years. Who knows? He'll coach into his seventies, uh, mid maybe even mid seventies at Alabama. He, but now nah, he's not gonna go to the NFL. But you think about how bad he was at last year with the Dolphins. In your monologue, yes, Roberto? In yes. your monologue, Ben, you mentioned uh, John Wood. I never heard that story that you that you said about. You never heard about Sam Gilbert? Uh-uh, never. Oh, Roberto, that's a legendary L.A. story, man. I used to work with a guy who would remind me every time I would talk about those great UCLA teams. Well, what, what about Sam Gilbert? You know? And, and then uh, when, when USC had their run with Pete Carroll, we were like, well, who's their Sam Gilbert? Who's their guy feeding the players with cars? They did have a guy, though, right? Because uh, Reggie Bush had the house. His parents had the house yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah. But those USC people said, well, it wasn't directly with the school. You know. it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was somebody else, you know, some third party that was involved in that. 877-99 on Fox is the number. Let's say hello to Mark, the full name guy, and he is next on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Mark. <laughs> well, hello, Ben Maller. 
I bet you're expecting me to play taps on my harmonica after that fantastic losses by the Giants in Cincinnati. Well, I had already given up on the Giants months ago. You, for some reason, have not given up on the Giants. So, yeah, that's fine. That's your prerogative. You can do what you want. Well, I'm not going to play taps, but I'm about this close to giving up on them. Yeah. Well, there's a room on the Dodger bandwagon if you'd like in the back. Oh, don't, uh, don't you dare. We don't have don't any rooms in the front. Well, you, know, you got to have a team. You got to have some skin. You know, that Hollywood Mark could call himself Brooklyn Bridge Mark or Verrazano Bridge Mark or Washington Bridge Mark, but I, I'm not going for that Hollywood Mark. Yeah. He didn't sound very Hollywood. He didn't, uh, <laughs> no, he yeah. did. He's a good guy. No. Though. He seemed like a good caller. He's better than you. you know? <laughs> he yeah. sounds okay though. Yeah. But that that uh, handle's got to go. <laughs> yeah. You're such a, you yourself, Ben Mallard. <laughs> you're, such a, you're such a critic, Mark. How can we help you, Mark? What, what what do you need here? How can I help you out? What do you need? Well, I ain't sure, Ben Mallard. I'll tell you the truth, though, life has just been so great over the last sixteen months. I've lost 75 pounds. I beat back anemia symptoms. That's good. I beat back pre-diabetes. Yeah. You've you've threatened my life only one time in the last a few months. That's good. That's that's a positive. You're getting better. Baby steps, but you're doing better. That's there you good. Have baby yeah. steps. There you go. Yeah. Not giant steps, but baby steps. That's now, are right. you dieting or are you just not getting food? There's a difference between lo- you know, losing weight. There's different well, ways. Well, you, know. you might say I'm uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, deprived uh, of proper nutrition, but that yeah. wouldn't really be true either. Actually, I'm eating really well. I'm just not eating a lot. You're just not eating a lot. So it's you're cutting back on your calories. Are you doing Absolutely. a lot of are you doing a lot of walking? Are you walking and a lot of walking? A lot of walking. Man, am I been doing a lot of walking. Now you're back in the Bay Area, correct? Yes. I am. This you, is correct. You yes. were in Oregon, ironically in Medford, Oregon, where the uh, that's hallowed ground. That's where Jeannie and Medford lived for many years there. We loved Jeannie. Yes, that's uh, was there was there a sign in Medford that here is where Jeannie and Medford resigned right here or lived? Oh, you know, I was actually considering building a memorial to Jeannie, but I couldn't yeah. find anyone that actually knew her. Well, yeah, well, she, well, cause she, well, she stayed inside, and really a memorial would have just been some empty whiskey bottles would have been a proper memorial for Jeannie and some yeah, cigarette some containers. whiskey bottles, that's true. But some cartons of smokes. I've given up drinking. I don't know where I was going to find all those whiskey bottles. You've given up drinking? I, I gave up liquor like a while ago, Ben Miller. Uh, judging by your calls, I don't think it was that long ago. Yeah. Well, now... Well, yeah, but I'm still on PEDs and morphine. Oh, you know, that's I'm good. Okay, yeah, NFL. yeah, that's good. Yes, exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, this is. I give this call. I'm gonna give this call a, a C minus. Uh, but I'm gonna move on now. Okay. Uh, well, you're a curmudgeon. C for. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. See, I give him a C minus, and all of a sudden, then he gets a, he gets emotional, and he starts ranting and raving there. I'm a doctor. Yeah. All right. So uh, the Ben Maller show on Fox. We'll have some mullet math. Mullet, not Maller math. Mullet math. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. You can't lick your own elbow, travel the light speed, or sneeze with your eyes open. However, you have the power to increase the audience of The Ben Maller Show. Tweet, Instagram, and Facebook post about the show. Don't be bashful. Tell your friends and family about our distinct program. Tell bad new listeners like yourself. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. We'll have some mullet math coming up here a little bit later. We'll get to that. 
And a whole lot more. Let's see. Cardiac Stanley says, as someone who knows a little about hospital emergency rooms and medications, I am positive that quitting alcohol and switching to morphine and Vicodin is not a very good idea for Mark the full name guy. That's solid advice from Cardiac Stanley. Un- I think that's another story that Roberto what? doesn't know about. Roberto, Ben almost killed the guy on the radio one night. That's not, what? Actually, that's not actually There's even what audio. Happened? There's, oh, I know that there's audio of it in the system. Oh, I got it. It's not totally true. Eddie's embellishing the story. The I'm man's gonna, gonna cardiac Stanley's perfectly fine. He's a big fan of the show. Uh, and I, what I did is the proper thing. What I did is what any good talk show host will do. I uh, There was a person in need there, and I did what I had to do to get him the proper help. Well, Ben got him all riled up. And then he, he, he called in and was like, had shortness of breath, and he could barely talk. And then Ben asked him, like, hey, what's going on with you? And he said he had, what, shortness of breath and, uh, like, some pain in his arm and so Ben then did the, the sensible thing. He handed him off to Coop. Yeah. Because if you think your life's in danger, you go to Coop. That's, That's the guy you go to. He's like a superhero <laughs> over there. He's the kid from Liar Liar. He'll save the day, right? Koopa Loop. That's the way to do it. Yeah. So uh, let's see. Who else do we have here? Uh, the most interesting part of college football's monologue was the end when you said Tuscaloosa. Good job by you, Ben. That's the most. Is that the most interesting part of, of college football monologues? Oh uh, yeah, we're all in trouble. Let's go to Tammy in Montana, the one and only. Hey, where the white the I, but Montana, the iconic Tammy in Montana. Hello, Tammy. Hey Ben. So last hour you were talking about f bombs, and and I think you spread some fake news about me on Friday about me being banned because Uh-oh. I chose to use an f bomb. You need to check the tape now, Ben. Now. I, I no, 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 Tammy, hold on a second. What I was doing here was helping your brand, okay? You are a wild woman. You know that. Guys love that about you, okay? You're a little tawdry at times here. They love that about you. You're a sultry woman. And I was adding to your legend, okay? I, what I was doing, I might have embellished. I might have taken some creative license with that, uh, some poetic license. But I was helping you. I was not doing that in a negative way. I was helping the legend of Tammy in Montana. Well, now that you explain yourself, thank you, Ben. I appreciate that. Yes. But, you know, at least I used the F-bomb, which in a different context is something fun you can do on an adjustable sleep number bed. That is correct. Now, I recommend it. I'm trying to help you. Thank you, Tammy. That's right. That's a good point. Now now that you say it like that, continue to say the F-word. I have no problem with it. My bosses <laughs> do, but I have no problem with it. I use it all the time off the air. Uh, but you're right. Now, if you do get a sleep number bed, what I advise you is keep it at 100 when you do the hanky-panky and then set the bed. Because it, oh. it gets a little awkward if you set the bed and then do the hanky-panky. If one side's at like 80 and the other side's at like 30, it, you might there's like a tipping situation that might take place. So you got to keep it at 100. And then when you do your roughhousing, when you do your horseplay, you set it. Well, you know, after that, you can set it to whatever you want. Well, I'm so glad you've got all that experience. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> now, one last thing, Ben. Um, so the uh, talent show is coming up, and I just wanted to say that I hope – Inca Terror has his original Maller music ready. And I am really hoping that there is a talented magician who will make Real Talk and Mr. Wonderful disappear. Wow. Okay. I'm putting that. I got you. All right. We'll see what happens. Thanks, ben. Thank you. Uh, abracadabra. <laughs> hocus pocus. There she goes. Yeah, we have our talent show later this week. So if you want to enter, we have slots. We have a bunch of slots open. 
and, and the ridiculousness that's going to take place, the antics that are going to take place during the talent show. So far, everyone just wants to sing. So it's really just going to be a song, a song thing. I don't. Well, the Aussie guy said he's got some impersonations he was thinking about doing. We wasn't sure whether he wanted to do them because he's done that before. He doesn't want to be stale. I read that online. So if you'd like to try out for the talent show, and we're kind of at the point now where you're pretty much in. I mean, we're at the point now where you're kind of in. We're running short on time. So, but call up. You have to reserve a spot, and that's Thursday night into Friday. So our Thursday and the Friday show, the last show of the week. Is that correct, Koopa Loop? Is that what we that decided is on? All right, so last show of the week, that'll add on. We'll have the, the lame jokes. We'll have all that stuff, and we'll carry on with the foolishness that we do here. But we'll add to the ludicrousness because we'll have the talent show. So we've got that to look forward to. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We'll have some mullet math. We also have Maller to the third degree. We'll get to that. Right now, though, from the Geico Studios, Eddie Garcia giving you – the latest, Eddie. Well, we'll start with Major League Baseball games of note where the Astros beat the A's 9-4. Now, Houston avoids a sweep at the hands of Oakland with that win and moves back into sole possession of first place in the AL West one game up on the A's. Justin Verlander also picked up his 200th career victory. He's only the third active pitcher to hit the 200 win mark. Diamondbacks over the Padres 4-3 while the Rockies down the Braves 4-2. Colorado sweeps Atlanta but remains a half game back of Arizona in the race for first in the NL West. Colorado's also tied with Milwaukee and Philadelphia for the final wildcard spot in the NL. Phillies lost to the Mets 8-2, but they're still a half game back of Atlanta for the NL East lead. Brewers over the Cardinals 2-1. St. Louis also a half game out of a wildcard spot in the National League. Dodgers dominate the Mariners 12-1. LA remains two back in the NL West in a game and a half out in the NL wildcard. Seattle remains three and a half back of Oakland in the AL wildcard race. And the Pirates beat the Cubs 2-1. Chicago still has a three and a half game lead on Milwaukee for the NL Central lead. News from the NFL where Philadelphia Eagles quarterback Nick Foles was back at practice on Sunday after suffering a shoulder injury Thursday night in a preseason game against the Patriots. This report brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Ben, speaking of injured quarterbacks, Bills QB AJ McCarron is seeking a second opinion on his injured right shoulder after initial tests were not conclusive. That according to Bills head coach Sean McDermott. Buffalo News reported that McCarron suffered a hairline fracture in its collarbone during Friday's preseason game against the Browns. So Nathan Peterman and Josh Allen, the rookie, right now are the only healthy quarterbacks for the Bills. Yeah, and this also means that AJ McCarron will never have a chance to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, right? This is it. This is this is the last opportunity. He's 27 years old. If he doesn't get the job now, who else is going to give him a chance to be a starting quarterback? Which he had a chance. He, he was one of the guys in the running to be the starting quarterback in Buffalo. Some had him as the favorite. And so he's – that's it, right? I mean, he's gonna, he can play as a backup somewhere, but he's not going to be the I, guy. I would say most likely, That's yeah. it. Done. What, when he says second opinion, is he, what doctor is he going to go to? He go on the internet and <laughs> look up. Is, uh, is Dr. Shady? Andrew still alive? Yes, but I, I was told by somebody a couple of years ago that Dr. James Andrews is of the age now. He does not actually perform the surgery. Right, just like that consultant They maybe? say he's going to see Dr. James Andrews, you know, uh, but he's too old to actually perform the surgery. He, right. he, but he's like in the operating room, yeah. but he's not the one who actually does the operation. Supervising, so, maybe. Yeah. 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 I'm he, a doctor. He is, how old is Dr. James Andrews now? He's got to be around 80. 
In late 70s into his... 75. Really? I feel like he's been 75 yeah. for a long time. <laughs> I was going to say 80s yeah. as well. There's a bit of mystery about him. What is the proper age for a man to, or woman to stop doing surgery, would you say? I don't know. Um, I also like... Don't they shut you off from flying planes when you reach a certain age? You can't fly a plane anymore? That's is that true? commercially yes. or... Yes, like, commercially. Yeah. Like if you... Because I, my dad has a friend of his that, is like an old dude, he hangs out with, who had to. He was an airline pilot, and he had to. He had to stop flying. It's either sixty or sixty-five. Might be even younger than that, and they just cut you out. But That's there it. is a limit. I mean, this old people driving behind the wheel. They're like, <laughs> oh no, man. you can drive until you're ninety, <laughs> and drive oh, as slow as you possibly well, can drive. I don't know if you know this, Ben, and maybe what? you might find this useful. Yes. Uh, my dad got in a couple of wrecks, sure. and so we, you can anonymous, anonymously turn them into the DMV. Oh, really? And they will send them like a ass load of paperwork to fill out and, and make <laughs> them come into the the. DMV for a driving test. Yeah. And most people, I think, like my dad, will say, well, screw this. I'm just going to stop driving because they know they're not going to pass all that yeah. test and didn't want to fill out all the paperwork. So sometimes you got to do that for their own good. Because he, he felt, oh, yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. I know I ran a red light and got hit by a car, but I'm fine. I can still drive. Wow. A voice oh, in man. my head, by the way, says it. You can't, after age 65, that's it. You're done. So you can airline fly pilot? airline pilot. Yeah, you can't. It used to be 60, but oh, they, they raised it. it from 60 to 65 in 09. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Well, how what was the guy that, that landed the plane in the Hudson? Remember? Sully. Sully was, he doesn't fly anymore, right? Isn't he? No, I don't believe he's, so. Is, did he do that because he could make more money writing books? And Probably, yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, they make a lot of money. 67. 67. Oh, so he's past Sully, the age anyway. Sullenberg. But he's only been past the age a couple years, though. That happened, how many years ago did that happen? That happened in 09, actually. Okay, so that was 10 years ago. But he stopped. Didn't he stop pretty quickly after that? I believe so. But like Judge Ito, who was the judge in the OJ trial, he kept going as a judge for many, many years. Well, on the Supreme Court, you've got a couple of uh, crypt keepers up there, I think, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, wherever there's a camera around, Judge Ito's there. (laughs) Well, yeah, the the thing, too, about the Supreme Court, I mean, it's a job for life, right? right. So if you, you know, you can't. You cannot force them out? Yeah. You, Which is a little you can't unnerving. force them out, but then eventually some of them just decide. Oh, well, they I'm die. Or they, yeah. yeah, they, re- they, they don't retire. retire. They stay on forever. That's an interesting question. If you were promised a job for life, if you could have, would you continue to work? I mean, if you saved enough money, wouldn't you want to just enjoy the last few years of your life when you still have your movements and stuff? And you can still get around. Wouldn't you rather just enjoy that? But then there's see, I'm like a worker. I like to work. Not that this is really work, but I like to do stuff. So I don't know that I'd be good at that. Well, with the Supreme Court justices, I I mean- They don't work you, that much, right? Well, I, I imagine it's like a, a power thing. Like, you've yeah. got so much oh, power. Yeah, influence. that's true. Yeah, that's right. You got a lot of juice when you're in the Supreme yeah, Court. When you right? step down from that, <laughs> that's going to really cut back on the big <laughs> moves change, that you make. Yeah, and like stuff, the decisions you make, because they get so many cases, and most of them they just pass over. They don't even look at them. They don't even bother with them. All right, we'll press on. Why don't we, you know what, let's get to the, why don't we do it right now? Because Coop gets freaked out when we do it the last time. Let's do the third degree right now. Here we go. Let's do it. Yeah. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. I said that. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And we bring in the Coop de Loop, Justin Cooper. Ben, former Clipper DeHonte Jones, who? Uh, he said over the weekend that he thinks that immaturity was the cause behind the demise of Lob City. Do you agree with him? Oh, absolutely not. Listen, that is subterfuge is what that is there. That is evasion 
The Clippers were done in by two things. That era of Clipper basketball was done in by two things. You know what those two? I'll tell you what those two things were. Because I was a witness. I was rubbernecking watching when that took place. The first thing here, they sucked at a time you cannot suck. Chris Paul and Blake Griffin both took turns taking a plunge off the cliff late in games. All right. Now, Doc Rivers also. Doc Rivers needed to learn the Heimlich maneuver coaching these guys, and he made some bonehead decisions also. But I will never forgive them until my last breath on this mortal coil for blowing a 3-1 to lead and, more importantly, a 19-point third-quarter lead at home against the Houston Rockets. And it wasn't even James Harden and the stars of the Rockets that led the comeback. It was scrubs on the bench that led the Rockets back in the 2015 playoffs. That is an unforgivable sin. And it had nothing to do with immaturity. It had everything to do with lack of execution. And secondly, the Clippers, they proved, that year, right, they proved that they were physically weak. They mixed on-court calamity, Chris Paul making bad decisions at the end of games, Blake Griffin also, you, you combine that, J.J. Redick missing jump shots. You also had injury upheaval. Right? They, it was an art form where these guys, they couldn't even dribble the ball without breaking a finger. It was embarrassing. Basketball one-on-one. What is still wrong with the Clippers? And I don't want to talk. I don't, I don't even remember. I'm a Clipper guy. I don't remember who Dante Jones is on the Clippers. I'm not a spokesman for the Clippers. But nobody. Next. Now, in what I am dubbing handshake gate, Tom Brady had to comment uh, yet again about the lack of a handshake between he and Nick Foles. Now, Brady said that he would never intentionally snub Foles. Do you believe him? No, it, it's the whole thing is a non-story, right? I mean, it, hey, Tom Brady is the 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 OG. Right? He's the, the OG of the Super Bowl. This was self-preservation. What Tom Brady did was self-preservation. When you win the Super Bowl, Right? What happens? You stay on the field. You celebrate with your teammates. It's an amazing thing. Big party there. When you lose, you get out of Dodge as soon as possible because what happens? It's bedlam. All right? There's confetti, balloons, fireworks, thousands of media running on. Uh, it's like the running of the bulls in Spain. It's a sea of humanity. You get the hell out of there. You preserve yourself. And B, Nick Foles is just merely visiting Tom Brady's neighborhood. Right? It's kind of like an Airbnb. He's staying for a night. But Tom Brady is the all-time great. And you know, Foles is a, back to being a third-rate quarterback, a backup. And uh, you know he made a deal with the devil. Fine, that's great. But uh, no, Tom Brady, listen, he ran off the field. It's not a regular season game. When, when other guys would run off the field in regular season games, that's a different story. No, you're supposed to run off because you're going to get trampled. There's a herd of people running on the field at the Super Bowl. Next. Now, former Eagle tight end Brent Selleck said that he would rather retire from football than play for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Ben, do you respect the dedication to the rivalry, or is this kind of lame? Uh, oh, this is another one of those. Uh, disingenuous is the word for Brent Selleck, right? And the reason it's disingenuous is, number one, Dallas has zero interest. They have more interest in Koopa Loop playing tight end for the Cowboys than Brent Selleck. Okay, Selleck is 33 years old. He's past his prime. And the last two seasons combined, he's played every game and caught 27 passes in the last two years. There is no market for him. There is no reason. 
to think that the Cowboys would give him a phone call. Nobody, in fact, around the NFL is banging down his door. And number two, the reason this is disingenuous is that Brent Selleck is simply trying to get brownie points with the Neanderthals in Philadelphia. Right? If Jerry Jones offered him $30 million to play tight end in Dallas this season, guess how Brent Selleck would respond. He would sign with the Dallas Cowboys. You know it, and I know it. He'd be singing a different song. There it is, Mallard of the Third Degree. How did we do? And you failed this edition. Of course it was immaturity. It was not immaturity. You're wrong. That's spoken like an uneducated basketball observer. That's a bad job by you. You worry about watching the aging process of LeBron James. At least LeBron will be aging, but you'll see some great Hollywood movies coming out of LeBron's production we'll company. So that'll be good. I want to bet on that? I bet you 100 bucks right now. 100 bucks. 100 yeah. bucks right now. Next, next year. Next, next year. year. Next year. 100 bucks. All right, done. Here's the Insta trivia. Noted social media user and Washington Nationals infielder slash outfielder Trey Turner became the 10th shortstop in big league history to have 15 home runs and 30 stolen bases in a season, the first since blank. Again, Trey Turner of the Nationals, the 10th shortstop in big league history to have 15 home runs and 30 stolen bases in a season, the first since blank. That's the instant trivia. The answer next. You can't lick your own elbow, travel to light speed, or sneeze with your eyes open. However, you have the power to increase the audience of the Ben Maller Show. Tweet, Instagram, and Facebook post about the show. Don't be bashful. Tell your friends and family about our distinct program to help add new listeners like yourself. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. And here's the instant trivia. Nationals shortstop Trey Turner became the 10th shortstop in big league history with 15 home runs and 30 stolen bases in a season. The first since blank. Fill in the blank. Patrick, the Uber driver, in San Diego's going with a wizard from the Cheatin' Cardinals. Dupree says J-Lo's boyfriend uh, is the answer. Uh, Trucker Joe checks in with the abdominal snowman. Uh, Bernie, the 66ers mascot, guest by Miguel on fire. Miguel's going to be out there. Dylan is going with Clay Travis's beach house. Uh, okay, I don't know where that is. Uh, Troy Tulowitzki tossed out by Manic Mike. Ozzy Osbourne from Just Josh. Travis is going with Trey Turner. As the answer, Mike from Pittsfield checks in with Francisco Lindor. Robin Vegas not going with the wrestler, says it's Walter White. The answer, the rooster says James Bond. Uh, Billy, I'm not reading that on the air. Screw you. Uh, Robbie, the Mariner fan, says Mariner legend Doug Strange is the answer. Tug McGraw tossed out by John. Eddie, do you have an answer, Eddie? I believe the answer is Damian Easley. Oh, former Tiger and Angel. No. Good name, though. Uh, it's not Mario Mendoza, guessed by James. The correct answer from the Fighting Phils. He was the MVP back in the day. Jimmy Rollins. Jimmy Rollins, the last shortstop to do it. Wasn't his MVP season, though. It was in 2012. Let's go all in. All in. Here we go. We can each pick a game quick. And he's going all in. I'll go all in. Uh, I got a game I love. Uh, Atlanta plus money, plus 100 against Pittsburgh. Kevin Gossman, a 2.84 ERA since he came over from the Orioles against Chris Archer. Eddie. Astros Mariners give me the under of eight runs. Roberto. Dodgers. Take the Dodgers. Uh, when in doubt, take the Dodgers. Koopaloop. Indians Red Sox give me the over of eight and a half. Ooh, I, 
I'll be on after that game in Boston. So I hope you know let them take as long as they want. You know, fifteen, fourteen. <laughs> I'm good with that. That's fine with me. <laughs> be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at two a.m. Eastern, eleven p.m. Pacific. The tide turning, or is it turning? Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So has there been a changing of the guard at a certain position in the NFL? Well, Ezekiel Elliott believes that is the case, at least regarding his position, the running back position, the Dallas Cowboy, loquacious running back, speaking recently about the status of running backs in the NFL. I don't know if you saw this or not, but even if you did, I'll help you out on this. If you didn't, fine. Maybe you missed it. Ezekiel Elliott. Celebrating, still celebrating that Todd Gurley contract extension, intimating that this is a signal. What is it a signal of? A signal of change. That the value of the running back position is on the way up to a penthouse in the sky. I might have added to that. Uh, Now, Todd Gurley, if you remember, this happened recently. Todd Gurley agreed to a four-year deal worth $60 million through 2023. He's going to ram it all day and ram it all night. Now, in response to that contract, Zeke Elliott, he's, his time is coming. He's going to wait a couple more years for that big money. Now, Zeke Elliott said, I think the league is finally noticing the value of the running back. So I wanted to get into this and that quote that the NFL is finally noticing the value of the running back position. All right, so we're going to frame it this way. The question is, is the running back position indeed having a renaissance based on this quote from Zeke Elliott about the Todd Gurley contract? Is there really a renaissance of NFL teams valuing the running back position? And the answer, after careful research, is no. The answer is no. Uh, This is a premature salvo tossed out by... Zeke Elliott, it's wishful thinking, uh, but my observation is you've got the Waterloo, the skin, and the economics, and we'll fasten all that together like you're supposed to fasten your seatbelt when you get into a, a car. Now, to begin with, Todd Gurley, getting that contract is nice on the surface. Now, we talked about this. However, when you peel back the curtain, right, when you go backstage, it's misleading because Todd Gurley agreed to a contract that was for six years and $34 million in new guaranteed money. And that matters, right? That is what matters in these NFL contracts. You can give every player a $200 million contract, but only a certain percentage of it's guaranteed, so it doesn't really matter. The contract that Gurley signed with the L.A. Rams includes the $11 million he already had coming his way the next couple of years. In other words, it's in line with all the other contracts that the running backs have been getting the last 10 years in the NFL. It is not so far outside of the norm where you say, wow, this is a Waterloo moment. No, it's not a Waterloo moment. Todd Gurley just turned 24. He's in a unique situation. Most running backs that end up 
getting to that point where they get a big, massive contract are closer to 30. This is a deal that keeps the Rams in control of Todd Gurley until he is about 30, right? The contract goes till he's, I believe, 29. He just turned 24. Uh, so you know, last year, likely, Gurley will be gone. But that's the point, right? This is a unique situation with Todd Gurley. And so while I understand why Zeke Elliott, using wishful thinking, that this is somehow a, a case where the NFL's opened their eyes to the running back position, that's not right. And in addition, a much better benchmark is going to happen Next offseason, I know you're fascinated by money, and you pay all your bills. You're very wealthy, so you want to spend some time being concerned and have heartache for NFL players. But a real litmus test is going to be Le'Veon Bell and David Johnson, who are both going to be free agents. Both will be 27, and based on a quick look around the NFL and the running back list, the money list, uh, to say there's a renaissance would be wrong. If those guys get paid big money contracts that go past the age of 30, then we've got something. Uh, right now, we don't. And my, my evidence to back that up, out of the 32 teams in the National Football League, how many running backs average 10-plus million per year, which is a pretty good point of reference for, hey, I value the running back. I'm going to pay this guy an average of $10 million a year. The answer would be two out of 32 teams, two. And one of them is the franchise player for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Le'Veon Bell. The other is Todd Gurley, who just signed the contract. That's it. That's the end of the list. So let's go back to 2017. How many running backs in the NFL in 2017 averaged 10-plus million per year in their contract? The answer, two. <laughs> All right? So it's the same. Le'Veon Bell, again, he was the franchise player in Pittsburgh, and Shady McCoy, in Buffalo, who's gone just below that threshold. Uh, what about in 2016 and 2015? In 2016 and 2015, there was one, Adrian Peterson. So the last four years at the running back position, it's either been two or one that have averaged $10 million in salary. Now, I have no skin in the game. Uh, as much as I believe I could have played running back in the NFL, I chose to go down a different path, the path of virtue, the path, uh, path of integrity here, overnight sports talk radio host. So I have no skin in the game. Uh, but it does not sound like an extraordinary changing of the guard moment for the running back position. Now, how about tight ends? Now, tight ends, do you know how many tight ends are going to make 10-plus million this year? One. Who is it? Jimmy Graham of the Green Bay Packers. That's it. Gronk, Travis Kelsey, and Jordan Reed are all between nine and ten million, which is not a bad range to be in. You know, that kind of goes in line with the overnight radio salaries that we get here at Fox. So I think that's a good neighborhood between nine and ten million dollars. Uh, now, if you really want to make money, the the position to go to is receiver. How many receivers are making an average salary of ten plus million dollars in the NFL? You got a number in your head? How many do you think? Remember, there's two running backs this year. There's one tight end. How many receivers? The answer, out of 32 teams in the NFL, there are, wait for it, wait for it, 20. There are 20 receivers who are going to make $10-plus million on average salary this year. So that's a lot. But, again, there's, a, there's more receivers than tight ends, and there's more receivers than running backs. Now, the last observation, most NFL teams still feature ensemble backfields. And – 
I get what Zeke Elliott's getting at here and what he's trying to get at, that this is important. And Todd Gurley has some big declarations that he made. But the real turning point, the real point of demarcation for the running back position where the salaries will go sky high is going to be when there are more teams. In fact, we, we don't have to get to you know 20 teams, but if we get to 10 to 15 teams in the NFL that go with a single back instead of the ensemble backfield, then the salaries will go up. Right now, off the top of my head, the teams that have the solo back as the main back, and even some of these teams rotate players in, but I think of these teams as solo running back teams. Jacksonville with Leonard Fournette, Zeke Elliott in Dallas, Todd Gurley with the L.A. Rams, David Johnson in Arizona, and Le'Veon Bell in Pittsburgh. Uh, now maybe I'm missing one. There might be some other teams that I'm not there, but, but it's I've got five. So I've got five teams, which would be 15% of the NFL. So that means that it's a little over 15%. So it's like 84% of NFL teams uh, use an assortment of running backs. And it makes sense. It's, it's financially responsible. It's simple economics. You keep costs down. You, you pay a couple of running backs you know, decent money, but not great money. They're part-time employees. That's the way business is done, right? You have as many part-time employees as you can. You don't have to give them health benefits and all that, and it works the same way with the NFL and their draconian salary cap. The solo workhorse running back is mostly mostly a thing of the golden days of the NFL, and some would say that wasn't the golden days, that the NFL is more fun now because it's just pass, it's a passapalooza in the NFL. It is the Ben Mather Show on Fox as we press on here, and we will take your phone calls at 877-99 on Fox. If you want to enter the talent show, if you're going to be listening on Friday or Thursday into Friday show, uh, you should try to enter now. It's going to be much easier. Now, we might have some slots open on that show, but I'm telling you, the phones are usually jammed here. There's a line open right now, so if you want to try to get in and be part of that talent show and reserve a spot, and then you can practice all week, and you you might win, and the prize package for winning the talent show is going to be big. It's going to be very big in the currency of the Ben Maller show. So we'll we'll tell you more about that. But eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox, and I've gotten some people sending me messages, uh, which I'm a little I'm a little concerned by. Saying, hey, I, I, what, tell me about this minor league thing. It's been pinned to the top of my Twitter page. <laughs> For about uh, three weeks. <laughs> and we've been talking about it for yeah. about a month and a half, yeah, two months. Yeah, exactly. And it's on the Facebook page. So if you're on, I get it. Some people aren't on social media. I understand that. Uh, but the problem is the way you buy tickets is online. So if you're not an online person, it's going to be problematic for you. Uh, and I, I don't know how I can make it any easier. If you just go to twitter.com slash Ben Maller, you can't miss it. You just click on that link right at the top. It'll take you to the page and it'll explain everything you need to know about that minor league game, and there's a, there's all kinds of deals and all that. And you don't have to go. I mean, listen, fine. If you don't go, it's fine. I get it. But if you're able to make it, we'd love to meet you. Eddie will be there. He's got his hat on. He's ready to go. I'll be there. Roberto's going to show up. You can meet Roberto for the first time, and Koopa Loop will all be hanging out, having a wonderful time. And so that's on Friday night. And, again, a lot of, a lot of people are on a national show, geographically undesirable to many people. But if you're able to make it. We'd really love to meet you. And some people have gone above and beyond the Call of Duty, flying in from all over the place. And it's really cool. you got uh, people who have RSVP'd from as far away as Puerto Rico, Australia, 
all over the U.S., people flying in from Boston and from Texas and from Colorado and Minnesota and all other places. So it's pretty cool uh, that uh, all these people are going to do that and uh, be hanging out with other Maller Militia members. And as I said to Eddie earlier, Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia, the best-looking people will be there. The, the most attractive people, the most successful people will be in that Maller Militia section. That's where we'll be hanging out. The, the best of the best. Oh, the creme no de la creme will be right there, and we'll be amongst these people hanging out, and it's going to be marvelous. That's right. Enjoying a yeah. uh, little minor league baseball, which is really the, the salt of the earth baseball. Yes, these are is. not prima donna you know, guys yeah. out there that uh, these, are, these are good people. Eddie, these are people that most of us listing actually make more money than them. Uh, the minor league baseball yeah. players, there's a few guys that make a lot of money, but most of them are not making peanuts to play in the minor leagues, and it's the it's it, that's just the way they set it up. Like it's The baseball salary structure is ridiculous in the minor leagues, and so, hey, we're good. It's going to be fine. Lots of hijinks going on in between innings. We may or may not be a part of that. We'll have to – you'll have to – Come out to find out. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to see gas uh, before the game, I will be throwing woo, velocity. Man, straight velocity. I saw a video of a uh, of a nun that threw a first yeah, pitch. Yeah, and, uh, what a show a, a lot of people. That were, was impressive, A lot of man. people were saying, boy, she's got a better arm than Ben Maller. And I oh, said, you're right. That's incorrect. No, first a, of all, I think that right. was a scam. You know, I don't think that was a real nun. <laughs> I think that was an impersonator. Well, she was still a real old old woman. Nun. Yeah. I don't know. How do you know for sure? Maybe it was, it was all a, a ruse. Oh, How about God. that? Maybe the nuns played a joke yeah. on us. How about that? Do they, uh, nuns are funny. Doctor the video of that, Could have been. Yeah. Might have been. Maybe it was uh, not a nun. Maybe it was actually somebody much younger there pretending to be a nun to try to fool the internet. You know, It's good <laughs> for the nuns. Good publicity for the nuns. You know. Yeah, sure. It is. It could be. Listen, she's better than – that was at a White Sox game, wasn't it? She's better than the White Sox that are pitching in the damn game. She had a pitch for the White Sox, that nun. Hey, whatever happened to that other nun, the famous Northern Illinois – was it – no, no, it wasn't – it was Illinois-Chicago. Remember during the NCAA tournament? Yeah. Loyola-Chicago, right? Yeah, Loyola-Chicago, whatever the hell it was called, whatever. I, I don't know what's happened to her. I, I assume she's still uh, hanging out there. Still alive. Well, I assume she's still alive. But I think – I'm pretty sure we'd hear about it if she was, wasn't. Oh, it'll be – oh, yeah. Sister, well, that was Sister Jean, right? That was her. This other, this other nun, not Sister Jean. This is a Dominican nun. Was it really a Dominican nun that tossed out the, the first pitch? Uh, I don't think that means what you think it means. Let's check her age. I, I want no, no. How about that? <laughs> no, that means something else. Well, that's what it said in the story. Was it was yeah? The, oh, it means something else. It does, she's not from like the Dominican Republic. Oh, she's or not. No. Oh, okay. So it means something else. Yeah, educate me. What is what is that? Well, I'm not I'm not Catholic, but I, I I'm not either. It's a certain I... oh, it, okay. it, it reversed refers to the Catholic Church, I believe. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay. So she's not a from the Dominican. No. Republic. Okay. No. 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 Because right. I would I would question that more if that was the case. <laughs> you know, was Racist. Going on there. Well, no, no. I was just you know curious. Sure. Right. Was that Racist. Sister Mary is. Joe? Is that right? Sister Mary Joe. Good for her. There you go. Don't be jealous. I'm not, Joe uh, listen, Martinez. Uh, listen, I will have my opportunity. I yes, will you, take that yes mount. you will. I will dazzle. Yeah. I want that recorded. I want that put oh, it on will YouTube. Be. It will be recorded. Uh, <laughs> I promise you. I am going to break the radar gun is what I'm going to do. Okay? <laughs> When's the last time you threw a ball? Was it at Bakersfield? That was the last time yeah. I threw a baseball. <laughs> but that's fine. That's I don't care. I, I'm ready to go, man. You know, you don't think, I was born to do this, okay? <laughs> no, was, you weren't. We have an audition, though. This guy's paying international call-in money, Eddie, so I better... Um, blow the the format here and we we got to go to this guy right now 
He's doing his official sign-up. Let's go all the way to Australia, and we say hello to the Aussie guy. Hello, Aussie guy! G'day, Big Ben. Um, yeah, look, uh, yeah, definitely want to sign up for the talent show. You did mention earlier uh, that I wasn't sure which way to go. I actually wrote a parody song uh, about the militia, uh, but then I heard our guy say that he was going to write an original song, and I kind of thought to myself, stay in your lane. Uh, so I am gonna, I am gonna do impersonations, uh, but I'm gonna go. Normally, obviously, I'm known for impersonating callers, but I think I've exhausted all the callers I can put impersonate at the moment. So I'm gonna go for a few more well-known characters uh, in my talent show efforts. Um, and yeah, I, I'm gonna guarantee a minimum six voices. Uh, in the little little wow. bit that I do, guarantee a minimum yeah. six. This is our Frank Caliendo. This guy's yeah. better than Frank Caliendo. Doesn't have quite <laughs> as much money as. Do you even know who Frank Caliendo is, Ozzy guy? I do actually. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I've heard of Frank. I've watched a few of him on the yeah. on YouTube. Um, yeah. He's a good. Yeah, he's look, a good guy. He used to work at Fox, and he, I don't. I forget where he works now. Uh, but he's a good guy. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, I'm excited. Now, Ozzy, yeah, you're set up. Now, you want to set an exact time with Koopa Loop so we can get this? We'll do that off the air, yes? Is that all right? You want to give, uh, us, a, you yeah, want to give us an example? You want to save it all, and we'll have the surprise when you make your, your, well, your, your bit. I, I, don't, I don't want to spoil anything for what I'm going to do for the talent show, but what an idea I did have. I was going to impersonate some of the PSAs on uh, – on iHeartRadio because I've just heard so many yeah. of them. Well, there, years, and, and, and what, now what about me reading the PSAs? Because I, that's my favorite part. I love the PSAs. They'll see you before you see them. I like that. And my I'm, wife I'm, was a great cook till she passed away. Uh, that's a good one, too. I love that one. That's a solid PSA. When she died. When she died, yeah. R-A-D-O-N. <laughs> the good thing is that um, those PSAs, they turn them over a lot. We yeah. get new ones all the yeah. time. We still have Obama doing one. He hasn't been the president for a couple <laughs> years. I'm guessing they're not going to ask Trump to do them for some reason, but uh, we, we had Bush doing PSAs before. Go to a park or visit a zoo. <laughs> Yeah, do something I will not do. All right. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Ozzy guy, we love you, man. You're the greatest, and we look forward to hearing what you come up with in six impersonations. That's going to be amazing. All right. Thank you, Ozzy guy. Thanks, Dan. All right. Be good. Was he expecting more? Or did I let him down? I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. know. <laughs> I'm sorry. He sounded sad there. Dude. Yeah, I did. So I'm bummed out. I hung up on him, too. So now he can't even talk to Coop off the air. <laughs> I hit the wrong button. I'm sorry. We'll press on. Later this hour, we've got the incident advice line. Blame the editors. Blame the editors. We'll get to that, and we will do it next. On the Ben Maller Show, we specialize in sarcasm, snark, and satire. All things needed to survive the shady late-night characters on Twitter. Let your thoughts be heard by the masses under the cover of the microblogging website. Follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our executive producer. He is manning the phones. He's also the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop de Loop, Justin Cooper, and he's at UH Bronco Fan. Their drafting of Robert Nick... And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. We will have in a few minutes the Insta Advice Line unscreened radio. We'll get to that. Mentioned this earlier, I don't think we paid it off. The mullet math, which is not Maller math. Over the weekend, the Oklahoma State coach, Mike Gundy, 
has decided to dump the mullet. He's gotten a new haircut. No more mullet. Mullet gone. And so there are odds out on the offshore books, and uh, the odds are, will he grow it back? Yes is plus 160. No is plus 120. And will who will he blame for having to cut the mullet? And there's a list of odds here on this prop bet. Who is Mike Gundy going to blame? Uh, the favorite. Who do you think the favorite is? Eddie, who do you think the favorite is and who he's going to uh, blame? Wife. Uh, yeah, of course. Minus 250, which means there's a seven implied 71% chance that the wife gets blamed for it. Uh, his parents are listed as second at plus 300 for the parents, which means there's only a, a 25% chance. You have his sons listed here, plus 500. The pastor at plus 600. University administrators at Oklahoma State, plus 600. Extended family, 1,500. All of the above. Everybody, uh, plus 2,500, if you believe that. That's the big value play. On no, the no T Boone Pickens on there. Uh, well, that would fall under. Would that fall under administration? I got well university. Well, he's a big booster. Yeah, T Boone big Pickens, time. legend. Uh, but plus twenty five hundred. If you put all of the above, that's a three point eight percent chance. And as far as the odds of will he grow it back? Uh, bef- I think the odds were will he grow it back before the end of the year? There's a sixty one percent chance that he will grow the mullet back. I know you're very concerned about that. Very concerned. One of the great mullets of modern times. The mullet, kind of an, uh, a thing you don't see much. It's more of a an old school thing. Let's go to Andy in Indiana. He's cashing a golden ticket, and he is next on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Andy. Good morning, Ben. Great to uh, great to wait through that uh, Oklahoma coach diatribe. Uh, hmm. Hey. I don't know if you mentioned it already, but I'm surprised you haven't mentioned the U Darvish debacle. Oh, it's on my yeah, list. It's on my. I thought it was wonderful. Oh, I think God. it was great. 19 pitches. U Darvish lasted. One of the great signings in Chicago Cup history. Well, I think this is work. This is. Let me tell you something. This is signing Joe Madden and all his positivity and yoga and all this uh, deep thinking that is really helping U Darvish. Yeah, you know well, what, Joe Madden, think, ought to, Joe Madden ought to apologize to A. Rod, who uh, yeah, publicly I, I think we ripped have to he's Darvish. Right. Yeah, exactly. I think we have to concede he's right. Unfortunately, uh, you know, shoot, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, what, what is he going to have surgery? Uh, I mean, how do you determine whether he's lying or or coasting? Yeah, well, he, it was a the, the comeback has been a disaster. His entire Cub career has been a disaster. And I, I love the the Cubs. Oh well, no one's really panicking, you know. Come on, come on, please. Of course, they can't well, admit I that. Think- but it, it, I, they went out and tried to replace him, right? The trade deadline, they got Cole Hamels and whatnot. So they they technically, I guess, they don't need you, Darvish, at this point. They're winning. Well, I think him. the good news is they're going to sign that nun. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, she conceded in an interview that she has a sleeping disorder, which makes her a Roman Catholic. <laughs> Goodbye. All right, can't go away. Thank you. Joke never gets old. People recycle that joke. It never, never gets old. Yeah, you Darvish lasted one inning, nineteen pitches, and a rehab start over the weekend, and it is likely he will not pitch again for the Chicago Cubs this season. 
Will he ever play for the Cubs again? Don't you think the Cubs – the way I look at this, my thoughts on the new Darvish are you got to think the Cubs in the offseason are like, hey, this is just not working out. Uh, but then if he does have a major medical procedure, does he, he does that on Cub time because he's under contract for several more years, and he has a player option, unless I'm mistaken, in his contract. So that you – know, of course he's not going to opt out. He's going to opt in. And yeah, they're paying him too much money, so. Well, I don't think Darvish put a gun to anyone's head or a knife to their throat to get the contract. They chose to give him the contract, which, thank God, boy, the, the you, Dodgers. You talk about close. the Dodgers dodging. They wanted to re-sign him back. Dodging a bullet. The, I mean, the Dodgers really wanted him. They had Kershaw begging him to come back. Man. Yeah, Darvish got $126 million. There's a player opt-out after the 2019 season. I think it's fair to say he's not going to opt-out after the 2019 no season. No way. Which means, check this out, the Cubs, now Darvish is in the last year of his prime. If he goes under surgery and misses all of the 2019 season, he then opts in the contract, doesn't opt-out. The Cubs will then be paying him $22 million in 2020, $22 million in 2021, $19 million in 2022, and when he's 36 years old, Hugh Darvish will be making $18 million from the Cubs in 2023. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, money well spent for the Cubbies. Money well spent for the Cubbies. Uh, that's what you get, Hugh Darvish. You get a lot of money, and, uh, yeah, that's your, your comeuppance for the World Series right there. How dare you? All right, so game, I was there, game seven. Gutless, gutless, spineless, gutless, spineless, gutless. All right, Spend Mallard Show on Fox. We will get to, this is exciting. Man, oh, man, this is going to be great. We are going to have, in just a few minutes here, the always popular, stimulating Insta advice line. We'll get to that here in a little bit. Right now, though, from the Geico Studios, Eddie Garcia with the latest. Eddie. Well, Ben, let's get you caught up on all the Major League Baseball happenings on Sunday and how the standings look as a result. Astros beat the A's in the game of the day 9-4. Houston avoids a sweep at the hands of Oakland and moves out of a first-place tie with the A's. They're now one game up on Oakland for the top spot in the AL West. Justin Verlander earned his 200th career victory with that win. Diamondbacks over the Padres 4-3. It was the Rockies beating the Braves 4-2. Colorado sweeps Atlanta in the series, but remains a half game back of Atlanta for first in the NL West. Rockies are also tied with Milwaukee and Philadelphia for the final wildcard spot in the NL. Phillies lost to the Mets 8-2, so Philadelphia remains a half game back of Atlanta for the NL East lead. Brewers over the Cardinals 2-1. St. Louis is a half game out of the NL wildcard. Dodgers down the Mariners 12-1. LA is still two back in the NL West and a game and a half out in the wildcard. Seattle is three and a half back of Oakland for the AL wildcard spot. And in 11 innings, the Pirates walk off with a 2-1 win over the Cubs. Chicago is still three and a half up on Milwaukee for the NL Central lead. This report brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing. Without any more with true price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Ben, history was made Sunday night in Brooklyn, New York. As just a mere seven months into her professional wrestling career, Ronda Rousey can now officially call herself a champion in the WWE. In the co-main event of the WWE SummerSlam, Rousey defeated Alexa Bliss via submission to emerge victorious as the new Raw Women's Champion and becomes the first woman in history to hold titles in both the UFC and the WWE. I saw that she said over the weekend that Every single day is the happiest day of her life. She's so happy. Well, that's nice. Yeah. And she's, she loves wrestling so much. Yeah, I'll bet she, she does. She claimed, yeah, because it's all written. That's right. Loose, but she claimed that <laughs> she's considering. How about this for dedication? She's considering 
putting family plans on hold because she wants to continue with the WWE so much. That she's family not plans being uh, having no kids. no kids. Yeah, yeah. So quite the dedication there. I mean, think you'd want to get that going as quickly as possible there because the uh, the old clock is a ticking, right? Isn't that? I guess they can extend the clock more these days, but yeah. still, you gotta you know, your odds go down the older you get, right? Is that fair to say? Yeah. I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Even with modern medicine, Ronda Rousey's thirty-one, so that that clock's pretty far along in there. Got a yeah. good luck, women's champion. That's big. Every oh, yeah. little girl dreams of being the <laughs> raw women's champion. She's someday, done. Roberto, your daughter could be. <laughs> yep, raw champion could happen. Yeah, what father would not want one day their daughter? I'm still upset that my guy, the Bulgarian brute, the great Rusev, is not getting the proper level. Yeah, man. Of curse credit. of the Benbino. <clears throat> Shut up. It's bad writing, is what it is. What would be wrong with the world if the Bulgarian brute, the great Rusev, every day is Rusev day in my life, cannot, why can he not win one of these things? Why can't he be the world champion? The, he's the people's champion, right? The man is the people's champion, the great that's Rusev. No, nah, that, that's Rusev. The great Rusev. No, that's The Rock. Shut up. It's Rusev for me. Anyway, it's the, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. I read over the weekend that they're going to bring back Saved by the Bell. Does that mean that our friend Dennis Haskins will be on that show? Are they going to bring him back to Save by the Bell? Really? I saw. I'm going to say. I'm going to say no on that. No, they're not no, going to bring. I don't no. think so. Why not? He still wants to come yeah, in here. He's not camera. He's not. Mr. Belding wants anymore. to come in here. Is, is he it said he lost. Some, say that? No, he said he lost some weight though. Well, he needed to lose a lot of weight. More than a no, song. he looks pretty good. I saw a photo on it. You know, we're friends on Twitter, uh, and he said uh, the latest photo. He kind of looks like the old Mr. Belding. Did you give him some weight loss advice? No, he just stopped eating. Um, and uh, yeah, he looked pretty good. He posted a photo over the weekend, and he, to All me, right, he looks well, good for him. Very similar to the old Mister Belding. So. Pleased to hear it. They couldn't get the whole cast together. Like some of those people are. No, they're not going to. Unless the well, money talks. Yeah, it depends on how much they want to pay them. I'm guessing uh, not that much. Every one of these people in Hollywood should thank Roseanne, right? Everyone. I mean, because of that. Everyone now is like lining all these uh, studios and all these companies are like, oh, we'll bring back these old shows. People are going to watch. No matter what, they'll watch. They'll check it out. Let's go to Weed Man Hippie, who's next on Fox Sports Radio. Hello. (laughs) Weed Man Hippie. (laughs) Ben, I love you. Thank you, Weed Man. I got reports over the weekend that you were busy calling other shows, but I'm glad you've chosen to come back to our show. So thank you. No, I am riding with you every word, every show, on weekends, there's somebody I like who's young. You know, I'm old enough to be your father, Ben. Are, you might be my father. I don't know. Maybe you are my... Are, who's your father? I'm old enough to be your father. I am the brightest star. I am the 21st century Jesus. <laughs> I can sing, man, for real. We're going to find out on Friday, Weed Man, whether or not you can sing. It's my anniversary with Lisa. It's our wedding anniversary. Our battery died. But it is our wedding anniversary Friday. And yeah. then, but wait a minute. Now, Lisa she lives... loves you. Lisa loves you. Well, I'm a fan. She's a very nice woman. But she lives in New York. Yeah, you don't understand. Lisa spends her life helping, loving, fat women into skinny women. Lisa works them out. Lisa's <laughs> been doing this since 
Lisa's a child. Lisa loves you. All Lisa right. saw you when you were big. Yes. Lisa sees you now. You yeah. are like our child. Yes, that's right. You're you're the parents I never had. I didn't know I had. I, is that it for? <laughs> I'm sure he'll call back. I, it's the last, not the last of Weed Man. We're going to pause for the cause, and then it's on. Then it's on. The Insta advice line. Who is going to get advice from us? Now, we told you, if you pay close attention last week, we told you who we're going to give advice to this week. Let's see if you remember. We're going to get to that, and we will do it next. Almost all talk shows sound the same after a while. Think of us as a sports talk oasis from the mundane. The Ben Maller Show Facebook page is our own unique meeting place with over 2 billion of our closest friends, most of whom... Ignore us. Please take a second to like our page. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice. Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for 10 whole seconds. And if you don't like it, screw And away we go. It's the Insta Advice Line Unscreen Radio. This is where we turn to you for the pulse of the people. A burning issue in the world of sports. And you get to give your knowledge, your life experience, your wisdom to help out. Whoever needs your help. Now, typically we help out athletes and coaches and prominent media members. Those are generally the areas... Most weeks that we turn to, but this week, we mentioned it last last week. We'll do it now. Coming up at the end of the week at a Cal League baseball game in San Bernardino, California, the Inland Empire 66ers, myself, Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie Garcia, Roberto, infamous from Romance with Roberto, and Kuba Loop will all be on hand. We're going to throw out the first pitch before this game. Now, we, we've we done this before. Roberto was not with us. We had Danny G back in the day. But Roberto's joining the show, and so he'll be part of it now. Any advice you have on throwing out the first pitch at a minor league baseball game, it's quite the honor. We're excited about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Meet a lot, many, many, many people from the militia who are going to be there. So what is your advice to us on throwing out the first pitch? You're live on the air when you hear my voice at 877-99 on Fox. We'll start out with you, line one. Hello, line one. You're on the air. Go. Hi. All right. Line two. Hello, line two. Your advice to us on throwing out. All right. Yes, line three. You're on the air. 877-99 on Fox. We're giving advice to us on throwing out the first pitch at that minor league game. Hello, line three. Let little big mouth Antonio. All right, uh, let's go to line four. You're on the air. Hello, line four. Be like Ben Maller and fake an injury. Uh, no, there's no faking an injury here, sir. I've never done that in my broadcasting career. How dare you? Line, hang, dump that. Line five. Hello, line five. Snickerdoodle shortbread, fudgy nut bars. How many treats in the cookie jar? <laughs> <laughs> I made oh. some uh, oh. mean snickerdoodles God, over the weekend. Good. Let me tell you something. Oh. I, I'm going to have to make some for the show. I made Please some do. snickerdoodles over the weekend. I'll break the diet for that. I, I love snickerdoodles. Those, those are my favorite cookies. Oh, they're so good. Nah, maybe, let me tell you something. The Maller snickerdoodle, which I just got <laughs> off the internet, amazing. The Baby, you want to hang out with me? You better get me that good stuff. Yeah, my, yeah. my wife got me bacon a couple weeks back, so oh, this yeah. is the, the I would say the, the top cookie that I've made. Baker this, Ben. Yeah, Baker Ben the Baker. 
the cookie maker. Line six. <laughs> Hello, you're on the air. Hello, line six. <laughs> you take it more than three times. You're playing with it. All right. I'm not, all right. Stop that. All right. Put put that in there. Line one. You're on the air. We're giving advice to us. We're throwing out the first pitch at a minor this league good baseball advice, game. Way, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Hello, line one. Hello, Ben. Um, my advice is get ass on Facebook. Okay, thank you for that. <laughs> line, see, Roberto, I don't think knows what that is. Hello, line two. You're on the air. Hello. Hi, I'm William Devane, pencil neck. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Line three. Hello, go. Hi, my advice is to wear a Red Sox cap, you Boston suck up. That, yeah, that's right. He will. And, and I will be, I'd be proud to announce on Monday night, I will be on Red Sox Review, the post game Red Sox show off that Indians Red Sox game. So when you're leaving Fenway, turn me on. I'll talk all Red Sox all the time. Hello, line four. You're on the air. Go. Guys, remember this. If you pitch high, you get a DUI. <laughs> <laughs> well, people be pitching high, that's for sure. <laughs> I love it. Line, this is good. Line five, you're on the air. Hello. I got turned on and it scared me. <laughs> oh, wow. That's cool. This is one of the greatest of all time. This Don't jinx it. Line Too six, late. you're on the air. Hello, line six. I'll see you there, Roberto. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going now. <laughs> All right. Line, line one, you're on the air. Hello, line one. We're giving advice to us. We're throwing out the first pitch at a minor league baseball game at the end of the week. Hello, line one. Miller's an ass, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yes. All right. <laughs> Thought you going to say something else for a minute. Line two, hello. You got to caress the balls. <laughs> no, it's, it's one. We get one ball. One beautiful ball. Line th- uh, line three. Hello, you're on the air. Make sure you don't skip your shipment from the Geyer Clinic. Yeah, I'll try to avoid that. That's well, my my wife though. She's got some packages coming from the Geyer Clinic. No women. You notice very rarely do women call this instant advice line. It's like a it's a territory for the men, is what it is. Line five. You're on the air. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. By the way, hello, line five. All right, great call by line five. Line six. You're on the air. Go. Don't be afraid. Adjust yourself and use some muscle. Oh, see, there's a woman. That's the one. you got to adjust yourself properly. You don't want a groin injury. Line one, hello. Line one's not there. We'll try line two. It's the instant advice line for those of us on the show. Throwing out the and first get asked pitch. on Facebook. Oh, you found it. All right, hello, line two. It burns when I pee. All right, see a doctor, sir. Drink lots of water. I recommend possibly some cranberry yeah. juice. Garlic. Garlic would help as well. Yeah. Line three, hello. All right, we'll go to line four. You got to pay attention. Line four, you're on the air. Go. Morphine, Vicodin, and a pooper scooper for Kramer. All right. <laughs> well, Kramer's going to be there. Blind yeah, Scott's bringing Kramer. We'll have to, who's going to pick up the poop? Blind Scott's not going to do it, right? Well, he won't know where it is. That's right. That's the problem. Yeah, line five, you're on the air. Hello, line five. Always get your toast, butter both sides. Hey, you think Blind Scott will let me take Kramer out to the mound to throw out the first pitch? <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. That'd be, I, I, I would do it. I don't think you'll. No, probably so. not. Yeah, mm-hmm. line he six. Needs him. Hello, line six. Yeah, don't look like a big fat clown. Okay, yes, line one, you're on the air. Hello, go. You have to put it in your mouth first. Like, yeah, All right. Uh, <laughs> I don't want the end of that. Koopa Loop, pick one. Final call. If it's good, I'll take credit. If not, I'm blaming you. Final call, instant advice line. Line four. Line four. You're on the air. Line four. Go. Last call for us. Throwing out the first pitch at a minor league game. Go ahead. Puff, puff, pitch. There it is. Puff, <laughs> <laughs> pitch. 
advice. That's Coop's personal pitching coach <laughs> right there. <laughs> All right. Good job by everybody. I feel more prepared, Eddie. I'm ready to go. I, I Throw me out there. Coop fest. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There is a league-wide psychosis going on among NFL players. We're two weeks in to the practice season, and nobody's happy. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. It's all you have to do. It's very simple. Uh, So we're a couple weeks into exhibition football, and there's some reality that's come to light here. There has been one constant topic of conversation, and there's really no end in sight. Uh, And if you've not been paying attention, uh, I don't know how that's possible. Maybe you live in a shoebox or something like that, or you've got amnesia. Uh, But it's rather obvious here. It's the notorious helmet rule In games from the Pacific to the Atlantic, we have had controversial yellow flags being tossed out, which has led to some very poignant commentary, including Richard Sherman, the 49er quarterback, uh, cornerback, rather, who blasted the NFL. Uh, Sherman, the mouth of the Pacific Northwest back in the glory days of the Seahawks, now hanging out collecting a check from the Niners, says the new rule is idiotic, impossible, and should be dismissed declaring that the NFL will be flag football soon. Sounds like your random sports talk radio caller's hot take. But wait, there's more. The Buffalo Bills, their safety, Micah Hyde. Uh, He's been around for a few years in the NFL, right? Drafted, I believe, by the Green Bay Packers back in the day. He is also very angry with the NFL's new helmet rule. Now, did you hear what he had to say? Micah Hyde, probably not because he plays in Buffalo. Uh, Now, Hyde does not blame the referees, but he did have a rant about what the NFL has done. Let's go to the audio tape. Do we have that? All right. Let's, uh, yeah, why not? Here we go. Let's hear from Micah Hyde. Here we go. Let's hear him. We'll cut it out if we get bored. Here we go. The helmet rule. The uh, the infamous helmet rule that's going on right now and uh, where the offensive player kind of ducks his head and we go into tackle and it's automatic flag. You talking about that rule? That rule. Uh, is, is tough, uh, especially as a football player and, and knowing, uh, signing up for this, been playing it my whole life. And all of a sudden, um, they tell us that uh, you can't tackle a guy with his head down, basically. You know, no guy is is going to run in there um, standing straight up when a guy's head is down. You know, it's it's, it's a bang-bang play, so you can't really uh, you can't really change your position on it. So um, I saw a lot of plays over over the last week of just flags being thrown and just, just – uh, it was it just. I think the Jaguar, the Jaguars Minnesota game, the roughing the passer. That's another one that's just is mind-boggling. But uh, and I'm not put on the referees. The referees are just following what um, what they're supposed to do, and they're seeing um, what their uh, what the league has been stressing for the last couple months or whatever. So it's not on the refs, man. I'm I, I talk to the refs all the time, and I feel like I have a good relationship with the refs to where um, you know we see eye to eye. But um, you know, they, it's just 
these flags that are just being thrown. On. It's a violent sport. Uh, we all understand that. We all signed up for it. I understand trying to make it safer, but uh, they're doing a little bit too much with the head-to-head. -to -head and um, uh, I understand when you go in and tackle, get your head out of the uh, out of the hit. But there's some circumstances where it just happens. It, it really does. It just happens. It, it doesn't even need to be a big hit, but it's helmet to helmet, and, and it's tough. It's all, all right. All right, we get the gist of it. All right, so he said, all of a sudden they tell us you can't tackle a guy with his head down. No guy is going to run in there standing straight up. And those are some really good points. I think even if you like the rule, those are some really good points. Now, Richard Sherman called for the uh, rule to be removed. Other players have also. So why don't we approach it this way? Right? We'll frame it this way. The question is, what are the odds that the NFL dumps the helmet rule before the season starts? We're a few weeks away from that happening. Uh, I'm going to set the odds on this, and I'm going to go pretty high because there's been a lot of blowback, a lot of people upset about this. I believe there is a 0% chance that the NFL will dump the helmet rule before the season starts. And my viewpoint on this, you've got positive, the Aussie, and science. All right, Positive, Aussie, and science. And we'll bind this together. Now, the first point here, the NFL will never admit this, but they are secretly happy that you're angry. They like that. They like that you're engaged. They don't mind the negative publicity. Now, why is that? Because much of the focus in the NFL media coverage the last few days has shifted. It's no longer about players raising a fist during the national anthem or taking a knee or standing in the tunnel. Instead, it's all about the location of the helmet when tackled. This is a net positive. Now, that was not the intention of the NFL. I don't believe that was the intention when the rule was put in, but it is one of the, the byproducts of it, and it's a damn good one for the NFL. It's a net positive from the league office. It's shifting the attention. It's kind of like when you go to see a magic show, the art of magic is really the art of getting the person in the crowd to look away from where you're doing the switch, which is the trick. All right, so if you can get the people to look up at the shiny object while with your other hand or with someone else on stage, you put the magic prop where it needs to be, you've created magic. And you can get people's blood boiling over penalties. And that's fine. People, people in the NFL, if you go deep in the bowels of the Manhattan headquarters, the bunker of the NFL, they're okay with this, right? It's not unpatriotic. It's not un-American to complain about penalties. There's a healthy conversation about how far you can push the envelope and still have football, or at least football as it is known. And the second thing here, in the NFL's eyes, I will now psychoanalyze the NFL. This is basic. This is fundamental, right? The intention is to have players stop using their head. Simple enough. Why are they doing this? It's on legal counsel. The NFL has been dinged, death by a thousand paper cuts or death by a thousand handouts, more than a thousand handouts, in litigation because of concussions. And so this falls into the category of the best laid plans of mice and men that often go awry, right? Trying to mimic Aussie rules football and rugby. Right? No pets. Now, it, now, I don't watch a lot of those sports, but from what I understand it, maybe you can correct me here, there are no pads or helmets. They only have the optional mouth guard. Not all the, the players use the mouth guard. 
They wear a hat, which I believe they call a scrum hat. The only reason they have that on is not to protect against concussions. It's so they don't get scratched from fingernails. Uh, and in Aussie football, you cannot hit above the shoulders. You can only hit below the shoulders and above the knees. That's Yeah, that's the hit zone, right? Below the shoulders and above the knees. Sounds familiar, right? You're not allowed to use your head as a weapon. And it's it's the old boiling frog in play. We've discussed this before, but it bears repeating if you're new to the show. The boiling frog. Slowly changing the rules until it does not resemble the sport it had been. And then by the time people realize what's going on, uh, and, and the ironic thing is people do realize it, but there's no way to stop it, it would appear, uh, then then you've got something that is not what it used to be. And there are more changes coming. Right? You know, in rugby, you cannot leave your feet to make a tackle. It's against the rules in rugby. You cannot throw a player to the ground. You cannot hit a player who doesn't have their feet on the ground. Imagine the hullabaloo if the NFL said, okay, you know what? You can no longer hit someone. Uh, you can no longer uh, hit them, uh, leave your feet to make a tackle. You cannot throw a player to the ground. You cannot, Sam I am. You cannot do it. Imagine what would happen if that was the case, if they started adding these rules in. Who's to say they're not going to do it? Now, that's doomsday prophecy. That's Armageddon and all that stuff. Now, the final point on this, all of the backlash has been predictable. It's as predictable as turning on CNN and seeing them upset about something Donald Trump does. It's, you know certain things are going to be a reality here, but it is the subjective enforcement that is another issue here. Uh, for just about everyone involved in this, the officials, the players, the coaches, the people in the stadium that are executing these plays, it is unclear on what actually constitutes a penalty under the new NFL helmet rule. Now, there's supposed to be three criteria they're involved, but they've essentially moved the goalposts. And as far as the question of will the NFL actually get rid of the helmet rule, well, of course it's 0%. This is not how Roger Goodell is wired. Roger Goodell is a slow-to-react commissioner. Remember, he had the power to put the brakes on the Colin Kaepernick protest. It was his poor leadership Right? It, it was a small situation. It was something that was not a national political story. It didn't have sides of the aisle and Democrats and Republicans picking sides. It was none of that. And instead of Roger Goodell doing something, he did nothing. And then you have a pandemic which affects the NFL. So the suits of the NFL, what they're going to see is you know, play, play patient, see how this plays out, and it's like a science experiment. Right? And then we'll investigate the results here and expect them at some point to cut back on the enforcement, whether it's week two or week three, only to cook up some other nonsense in the offseason. And I would keep an eye on all of those Aussie football rules, the Australian football rules and the rugby rules, to see uh, the, the movement towards that direction because that's what they're trying to get to. Not that, that those sports are perfect, but this is the counsel that they're getting from the attorneys and from the lawyers, and they're trying to protect the golden goose 
of the NFL. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. If you would like to comment on any of that, you are more than welcome at 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Now, today is different than all other days. We'll bring in Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, slash Judas Garcia. Now, Eddie, can you tell me why today is a special day? Well, Ben, today is the first day that I'm wearing my Inland Empire 66ers hat, so it is a very special That is day. incorrect. No, it's not. It's actually true. That's not, it doesn't make it special. It's radio. It's special can special to me. Nobody can see the hat. We asked you not to wear the hat until, well, not to send a photo out. I didn't. Okay, good. Today, Eddie, is National Radio Day. Today it is. We are Ooh. celebrating National Radio Day. How are we celebrating it? Doing radio. Oh. That's what we're doing. And I will do a double. I have a full Maller triple header of radio later today on National Radio a triple Day. Triple header. Yes, I will do my. Uh, I'll be doing some radio in Boston. Moonlight in there after the Red Sox game. I will then go on Radio Sport in Auckland, New Zealand, on afternoon drive for Tuesday. But it'll be actually Monday night our time uh, with Darcy Waldergrave, and then the main event, the Ben Maller Show, which I guess technically is not on. National Radio Day. How are you celebrating National Radio Day, Eddie? Boy, I don't know. I'm going to have yeah. to uh, really think hard about that and uh, come up with something. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't look. know it was National Radio Day. It's a big you've, day. You've caught me, uh, you know, unaware. Yeah. Well, a listener informed me, Jason. Oh, so you didn't know either. Jason's, who's really into K-pop, he let me know. It's a big day. National Radio. Shouldn't people give us gifts for National Radio Day? Should we get? You know, we do get a lot of gifts. We're, people take care. Very good yeah, care no, of us. They're, they're very kind. They're, they're nice to us. We don't. Yeah, we don't need anything. No, we're, we're okay. We're solid. We're we're okay. Yeah, but we need some. I, people just send stuff. We don't even. You know, sometimes we say, "I need something," and then before I can even get it, people send it. It's, it's crazy. Roberto, how are you celebrating National Radio Day, Roberto? What are you doing? By working with with you right now, Ben. Yeah, it's a dream come true. Yeah, yeah. dream come true to be on the show. I, I laughed. Uh, I, I was driving, and at one point, you asking our friend, the Amusal King, if he was a Navy SEAL. <laughs> I laughed out of it. Just it hit me over the weekend. Good question, I, Ben. Yeah, it was a great question. Very specific question, but it was a, it was a great question. Have we uh, checked on the Amusal King since his uh, last appearance? He had a full weekend of walking across the country. Yeah. Do we have any idea where he's at right now? Well, no, he was in Kentucky, right? Wasn't he? Last we heard, he was in Kentucky. I should have tweeted out. A good talk show host would have tweeted out his website. So oh, I did. I did. Oh, you that. did? Oh, good. Did, yeah. Okay, good. I even did it earlier uh, today. Someone oh, asked good. about it. Okay. Yeah, well, then you've taken care of it. But uh, I have not seen the, the, the tracker on that. I did see some guys that were offering to pick him up. I think that would ruin the bit if you pick <laughs> him up yeah. in your truck. That would, you know, kind of tough to write a book. Buy him a Gatorade or something, maybe. So I walked from Pennsylvania to Kentucky, and then a guy driving to the West Coast picked me up in his 18-wheeler and, <laughs> and just sat there, and we talked, and yeah, there you go. Uh, so yeah, I'm not sure where he is. I, it was very nice of him to call in, though. It was exciting. So. Uh, all right, we'll take your calls. 877-99 on Fox if you'd like to be part. 877-996-6369. Now we have the talent show coming up at the end of the week. We have a couple of people lined up that would like to audition for that. We're excited about it. Uh, we'll get to that. And also, no laces. No laces. We'll get to that, and we will do it next. On the Ben Maller Show, we specialize in sarcasm, snark, and satire, all things needed to survive 
the shady late-night characters on Twitter. Let your thoughts be heard with the masses under the cover of their microblogging website. Follow Ben on Twitter. He is at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our technical producer. He plays all the music and most of the funny sound bites of the Ben Maller Show. His first name is Roberto. His last name is Flores. You can follow him at Raider underscore Rob 24. I'll go with the porn star. Yeah, Roberto! <laughs> and now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. We're going to have coach player entertainer coming up in a little bit to pay off the no laces story. This is a wild one. John Gruden at Raider Camp, he he realized from his work on television that a number of quarterbacks in college, when they're throwing the football, rarely are their fingers on the laces. It just doesn't happen. So it doesn't happen that often. And, you know, sometimes it does, but most of the time they'll throw it however they get the football and they won't adjust, uh, you know, old school, you'd adjust your hands so the, the, uh, the fingers would be on the laces, in theory, to throw the ball better. Uh, and because of that, John Gruden, we are told here, what he did was he went out and got some footballs with no laces. So the Raiders quarterbacks during training camp are throwing the ball with no laces because he says, hey, that's how they're throwing it in games anyway. They're not even using the laces. But won't that mess up when they actually do it? Because occasionally you snap the football and you get the hand on the ball with the laces. But Gruden's got his theories. He says he went, you know, the Raiders went out, they got some footballs with no laces, and they're practicing using the balls with no laces. And he says we practice better at the speed that they're throwing with no laces in the game. And uh, there you go. So that's from John Gruden, according to Peter King and his latest Sojourn. I don't even know what they're calling his column, but whatever they're calling it. So, uh, no laces. Now, I'm old school. See, when I throw a football, and I throw a mean football, and I, what I do is I always I have my fingers positioned on the laces because you get a little more gusto on the football when you throw the football with the laces. That's what I know. It's an advantage that I have. These, these young quarterbacks, I mean, they're missing out. The power of the laces. Now, do you throw a football uh, with the same precision that you throw a baseball? Again, just because you're jealous, and the more you bring this up, how am I jealous? I love our balls. I was the star of our last minor league. That's appearance. a lie. Everyone was dazzled by my pitch. It's oh, the most it's an talked even about lie than your first lie. Talked about pitch. No one's talking about your pitch. They're talking it's about my lie. pitch. My pitch was well, wonderful. That's true. They are talking about your pitch and what a lollipop it was. It's a wonderful pitch. There's more than one way to get a hitter out, Eddie. There's more than one way. See, you're you're of the mindset here, and it's a, it's the improper mindset. You don't realize that I understand the art of pitching. Now that pitch happened to have a lot of velocity on it and curve as well, both arc. I think not really curve. Yeah, it was more arc. like an arc. I totally you, you weren't even there, there, Roberto. You, I you saw the video. I saw the video the other day. It was hilarious. It was doctor video. That's a lie. Edited Another video. lie. Boy, is he lying. A Let's lot. go to Chris in Houston, who's next up. Hello, Christopher. Make sure this time we have multiple camera plates. Yeah. We, we need, need multiple footage. We need multiple cam. Oh, of me throwing out the first pitch? Yes. Yes. Uh, well, yes. it'll be documented. I'm sure there'll be a story on inside. Oh, is it Real Sports on HBO? I'm sure they'll be. Jim Lampley will be out there covering it. Yeah. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> but But then I had to give it to you. You are persistent. I mean, I can't see anybody that makes so many bad predictions and they keep making them. They just keep going out like that, don't you? You and your predictions. I blame you, Ben, for what's happened with the A's. 
Well, don't worry about the A's. No one cares about the A's, all right? People, stop these ba- ba- stop no, stop. These baseball riders are trying to make a big deal about the A's. Nobody in the Bay Area even cares about the Oakland A's. Why should you care about the Oakland A's? No one's going to those games anyway. So let's stop, please. There's no interest in the Oakland Athletics. They're a nothing franchise. No one cares about them. That's the reality. I blame you, Ben. I blame you. Why do you blame the, the Astros? Why do you blame the Astros? Why do you play better? How about the Astros play better? Oh, the hell, Bill. Well, you play, like you, play like you did in the damn World Series. How about that? Why didn't that Astro team show up, the, the bums that played against Oakland? Why didn't they show up in the World Series? Gonna, Where were those guys? You know you're going to lose that bet, huh? Which bet? It's looking like you're going to lose that bet. What, 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 what bet are you fan. talking about? With that A's fan that called in. I don't know what you're talking about. You forgot about that. You forgot about that bet you made with the A's fan that said he was going. The A's was going to make the playoffs. We delete, We deleted that. You <laughs> deleted. Yeah, we deleted that. Yeah, all all, all evidence is all of, All evidence is gone. All that's evidence. why you're gonna delete all, that footage on, on on that first pitch, Ben. All I need is a couple of uh, A's players to uh, to get uh, foot and mouth disease or something like that, and I'll be good. And a couple of pitchers. That's all I need. Now, Ben. Don't don't close down the stadium like you did the last stadium, okay? <laughs> no, we, no. We uh, want to see the 50, 66ers do, do something, okay? No, they'll be around. Don't, don't worry. They're going to be around. This is going to be one of the great promotions of all time. It's going to be marvelous. Everyone's talking about it, and people are traveling from all over there to spend a night in 100-degree weather. I can't think of a better place than the minor league stadium, but we'll have a wonderful time. It's going to be great. So. Hey, hey, when Antonio gets bad grades for trying to stay up, to be on a Ben Mallet show, yep. it's going to be your fault too, Ben. I know. I know. I'm expecting – here's what I'm expecting. His father will call me up angry, and then there'll be a story in on the internet about how a talk show host leading to child's poor grades in school, and I will be blamed for that. I, I You yeah. know, you know that's going to happen. Though. Let's get promotion for the show. Is that really good promotion? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Leading now, to, I'm off to, vacation, Ben, uh-oh. so I don't know if I want to listen to the podcast because I might be mad because I know you was talking mess while I was gone, Ben. No, I would never do that. I understand your your podcasting career is underway. I understand Sounds that. great. I heard the quality. Oh, yeah. You, you got to work on the mics, but that's all right. You know, it's... Hey, you know, our budget our budget is not big like Fox Sports, so, you know. Yeah, I understand. We're working on it. We're working on it. Really, the content is what we're aiming for, and then yeah. it's going to come in. It's going to get bigger and better. But as a program director told me years ago on radio, the key to audio content, you have to understand what the the quality, you need to you need to get that. And there's things you can do. It doesn't cost that much, Chris. I'm pulling for you, man. Send me an email. I'll, I'll give you some uh, some pointers there, all right? Sure. Not that you want my pointers. I'm sure you'll ignore everything I tell you. But I will, I'm willing to give you pointers if you want. All right, thank you. Go away. There he is, Chris in Houston, back from vacation. How amazing is that he's back from vacation? All right, it's Ben Mather's show on Fox. On Fox. We'll take some more calls. 877-99 on Fox. We'll get to, we have to pay this off. Still blame the editors. We teased that earlier. We have coach, player, entertainer, all of that. Right now, though, from the Geico Studios, Eddie Garcia on Fox with the latest. He's He likes using a football that has laces, unlike the Raiders coach, John that Gruden. Is, that is true. I do throw a football with the laces. Yeah. Uh, Major League Baseball games of note. We have the Astros beating the A's 9-4. to Houston avoids the sweep with that win. They also move back into sole possession of first place in the ALS. One game up on the A's. Justin Verlander also picked up his 200th career victory. 
uh, victory with that uh, win. Diamondbacks over the Padres 4-3, while the Rockies beat the Braves 4-2. Colorado sweeps Atlanta, but remains a half game back of Arizona for first in the NL West. Rockies are also tied with the Brewers and Phillies for the final wildcard spot in the National League. Phillies lost to the Mets 8-2. Philadelphia is still a half game back of Atlanta for the NL East lead. Brewers over the Cardinals 2-1. St. Louis is a half game back for a wildcard spot in the NL. Dodgers handle the Mariners 12-1. L.A. still two back in the NL West and a game and a half out in the wildcard race. Seattle remains three and a half back of Oakland in that wildcard race in the American League. 11 innings for the Pirates to walk off with a 2-1 win over the Cubs. Chicago has a three and a half game lead on Milwaukee for first in the NL Central. This report's brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Ben, Warriors All-Star Clay Thompson has been a part of three NBA titles with Golden State. And apparently he's going to retire as a warrior, at least that according to his dad, former NBA player and Lakers announcer Michael Thompson told the San Francisco Chronicle, quote, Clay is going to retire in a Warriors uniform. He's going to be a warrior for the next seven or eight years, end quote. Now, there has been some talk, especially amongst Laker fans, oh, that Clay would eventually yeah. leave Golden State as a free agent just and like play Ru- for his dad's yeah. old team in just L.A. Just like Russell Westbrook, Kevin Love, and every other player in the NBA over the last 15 years. Yes. Apparently, uh, according to Michael Thompson, that's not going to happen. We'll see, but uh, well, that's how they feel right now. You know, these things could change, right? Sure, because he's definitely not going with, to the Clippers. Oh, why not? I mean, the Clippers are going to have the best arena. Uh, did you see Balmer said over the weekend, "Hell or high water, they're going to be in Inglewood." That's going to happen. Balmer's got more money than Inglewood. It does. should be in San Diego. Balmer's got more money <laughs> than Inglewood, so it's going to happen. Yeah. What about Seattle? Yeah. Good luck. They're the LA TJ, they Clippers. go to TJ. LA, TJ. Yes, TJ. That's a big market for in Tijuana. And the economy is doing so well in, in Mexico. That's, why not just Mexico City? Why stop <laughs> at Tijuana? Let's go to Mexico City. There you go. All right, it's Ben Mather's show. We're coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free Great quote. I also saw some quotes from John Gruden. He said uh, to Peter King, uh, Gruden said, if there's a better way of doing something in football, I'm going to try and find out and apply and incorporate it into what we do, although he did admit he doesn't like the GPS device that teams are using with quarterbacks. He's not a fan of sleep bracelets, and he doesn't like virtual reality goggles. I agree with him on that. The greatness of the Raiders. The virtual reality goggles is a little too much. A little too much. Gruden said, this is going to offend people. Uh, he said, I still think it's about hard work. Wow, that's outrageous. How dare you? What's wrong with you? You just can't relate, John Gruden. You think it's about hard work? No, it's about virtual reality goggles is what it's about. Uh, well, one thing I do think is important, I hope Gruden's with me on this. I don't know if he is or not. Uh, it's all about sleep. Sleep, 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 sleep. I read a story the other day about the, the fact, you know, when you travel, I, I go sometimes on the weekends I'll go out, out of town or whatever for a night, uh, and I always sleep worse. And most people are like this. You always kind of, the first night you travel somewhere, you just don't sleep that well the first night. And I read that one of the reasons we're all wired the same way, whatever our background, whatever it is, because the human mind, all right, there's, they call it, you know, different hemispheres of the brain. I don't even know what that means, but it's like a part of the brain. Like there's a part of the brain that stays awake to keep guard. It goes back to the early days of man, right, when you'd be sleeping and you could be eaten by a lion. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, so anyway, listen, sleep's important. You know that. And uh, I recommend sleep number because people know sleep's important. They often overlook the mattress, which is a big part of this. And if you've considered 
a sleep number bed. Now, I could be Mr. Big Ego and humble brag and say it's all because of me. Probably not because of me. You've heard, you've heard sleep number advertised other places. Uh, but maybe you thought, hey, I can't afford one because they're doing commercials on the radio and whatnot. You thought, oh, that couldn't happen. But can you really afford another restless night's sleep? There's never been a better time to come to a sleep number store where all beds are on sale during the biggest sale of the year. Now, my sleep number setting is 50. I'm right in the middle. My partner, uh, that would be my wife, by the way, uh, she's at like 40. Okay, so so anyway, I mean, we're, th- that just gives you an example. There's no need to compromise, right? There's no need to compromise. You can actually feel how the bed adjusts your neck, your shoulders, your back, your hips. And I don't even have a real job where I use that stuff, but I can still feel it at the end of the day. And the new Sleep Number 360 smart beds are effortlessly comfortable. They sensor every move and automatically adjust to keep you sleeping throughout the night. It's just wonderful. So come in during the biggest sale of the year. Again, I can't stress this enough. All beds are on sale. This is the time to do it. Plus, save 50% on the new Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed. Now through Labor Day, you're only going to find Sleep Number at any of the 550 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Find the one nearest you at sleepnumber.com slash maller. I want to go back to that point about uh, that I read that when we sleep, uh, that like one part of our brain stays awake. Uh, so we can kind of keep guard when we travel. That means we're kind of like fish, right? Just don't, like dolphins and fish, when they sleep, like half their brain sleeps and then the other half is still doing stuff because they always have to be swimming. But like fish, what kind of fish are you? That's the, well, dolphin, I can hear that voice. Well, well, really, dolphins aren't fish, you know, Ben. Dolphins are not fish, so what's wrong with you? All right, to the phones we go. Let's go to Valerie. In Tacoma, she has a question about our talent show, which is at the end of the week. Hello, Valerie. Hello, Dan. Oh, I recognize you, Valerie. You're one of a kind. <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, I recognize your voice. How can we help you, Valerie? I have a question about the talent show. Yeah. I have a submission I'd like to do, but um, I think it's Cooper said that the time limit is two minutes. And when I'm bored, I recite the cremation of Sam McGee to myself. To keep myself from going stir crazy. Well, how much but time? How much? Four and a half minutes. Four and long. a half minutes. That's a long time. If it's entertaining, I'll make a deal with you. All right. If it's good, you can keep going. But if after two minutes we're bored, we'll cut you off. How about that? That is more than I could ask for. At least I get the chance. Okay. All right. Yeah. If you, it's entertaining and you're you know you're very you're a nice voice and good delivery and we like you the way you're doing it, we'll keep you on. Okay. Okay, that right. sounds perfect. All right, thank you. All right, there she goes. There's Valerie. All right, I've got her on the official sign-up sheet. She's in. Valerie's in the talent show. Uh, Angry Bill. He's going to be in just screaming at people. Hello, uh, Angry Bill, somewhere in the woods of Florida. What about a nine-year-old girl? Answer that question. Yeah, what about it? Yeah. How's my best bud doing? Stop that. I hope your weekend was good. It was amazing. Uh, what a great weekend. Want to I want to switch off a little bit from baseball. I want to go to the Jaguar football, the announcers. I listened to their game the other day. They had this guy, Brian Sexton, and uh, Fred, what's his name, running back. Fred Taylor? Who? Yeah, Fred Taylor was the other guy. Fred Taylor talked so low that when the ref talked about, you know, a call or something on the field, you couldn't even hear Fred Taylor's voice. It was a complete joke. And then Brian Sexton, when the, the good linemen that Jaguars have – made a sack, he started gyrating and got a 15-yard penalty, gyrating his pelvis into the air. And Sexton were, said... Were you offended by that? 
No, okay. just that Sexton said that's their personality. Well, if the personality is some man gyrating his pelvis into the air, that's the problem with the Jaguars. They had 100 yards yes. and penalties in the first half. Yes, I agree. It has nothing to do with Blake Bortles. It's all about people gyrating their pelvis. That's the problem with the Jazz yes. right there. That's, yes, that's their attitude. We agree. Yes, they like when you hear, gyrating when you hear that pelvis. Saying, when you hear that saying Duval, that's nothing but a bunch of thugs. Oh, people getting shot go. all over the place. Here we go. I, I live here, pal. Yeah. How about uh, we've had three children shot dead in the last three weeks here? Yeah. Three children. Is that because people are shouting dead. Duval? Is that because they're shouting Duval? Or is that because bad people are doing bad things? How about that? What I'm trying to explain to you, the mentality of the people down here are a bunch of morons. They have a moron announcer. Well, you should, you, you're a moron, so you should know all about that. That's exactly why I know. Exactly. You're fellow morons. All well, Thank you. you. Yes. Yes. All right. Th- th- there we go. I'm done with you. Uh, let's go to Tim in Washington, who's next. Hello, Tim. Hey, Ben, how you doing? Tim, if I was any better, I'd be a Hawk, but not a Seahawk because they lost an exhibition game over the weekend. What's going on, Tim? How can we help you? So I I love your take on the whole officiating and the, your, uh, your, your Buffalo Bills player. Yeah. Here's the reality, and, and I'm a 16-year official, uh, high school varsity football. I don't do college. Here's the reality of it. All the players in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, they all said, you know what, this is a violent sport. We knew what we were getting into. Then they retired. Then they had headaches. Lawyers were saying, hey, you're having these problems. Let's sue the NFL. And they had this big, huge lawsuit. NFL had to shove out all this money. And now the NFL saying, we're not going to lose this money. So I'm sorry. It's you players are the reason that we're having these rules because once you guys get done with football – you come back after the hand that fed you, and you make us pay all this money more. So it's really frustrating to hear the players get mad at the officials and the league yeah. when in reality it's the veterans that retired, had medical issues because they played head first, leading with their head, which I grew up playing football. You're not taught to lead with your head. All those players saying we did it all these years, they did it because – either coaches didn't tell them the right way to do it or they didn't care and they just led with their head well, and that's what they well, learned. Well, listen, I mean, the, uh, the, other, the part of it, which is, and you're not wrong with what you said, but the, the, the problem for the NFL is they can change all these rules, but every year there's about 60,000 new attorneys that pass the bar in America, 60 to 80,000 every year. And the NFL's got a lot of money. So, you know, we played a sound, but the guy's name was Micah Hyde. You can go back and hear it on the podcast from Buffalo. And yeah, he's like, hey, we know what we signed up for. But uh, you know, guys like Micah Hyde, when they're done playing, if an attorney calls them up and says, "Listen, sign this piece of paper. We're going to join a class action lawsuit. You're going to get some money out of the deal." Most guys are going to sign that piece of paper. That's the way it works. All right, thank you, uh, Tim. I appreciate it, Tim, the old official, checking in. We are going to get to coach, player, entertainer. We'll get to that. Short ahead, if you would like to play, uh, shortly I should say, if you'd like to play, call right now, 877-99 on Fox. Also, a, a, a Maller Militia legend, I see him on the on the warm line. We'll see if we can get him. Maybe we'll get him first and then get to coach, player, entertainer, and uh, we'll, we'll need a contestant, 877-99 on Fox. We'll get there and we'll do it next. 
The only thing better than listening to the Ben Maller Show live on the radio is to hear it again at your convenience on demand. The Ben Maller Show podcast is moving up the charts, unless it's not. Support a little radio show by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes and giving us five stars. It'll help keep the show growing and pacify our bosses. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. We are moments away from coach, player, entertainer, but I, I'm nostalgic. Because for about 15 years of my run here at Fox Sports Radio, the final call I took on every show was from Windsor, Ontario. It was Cowboy John Brad. So let's get a brief Cowboys corner, and then we are going to play Coach Player Entertainer. Hello, Cowboy John Brad in Windsor, Ontario. Oh, hi, Ben and everybody. And, um, you know, unfortunately I lost my sister Karen on the 11th. Uh, She would have been 62 on uh, September 12th. And, uh, Greg Nettles, uh, 74 today, my favorite rock figure, uh, Phil Lynott, would have been uh, 69 today, but he died on January 4th, 1986. He was Thin Lizzy's front man. And, uh, of course, yesterday was the 76th anniversary of the uh, uh, failed Dieppe raid in France, uh, in which I lost my uh, paternal uncle, Albert Bayless, and there are also 900 other Canadian casualties. And I'll hopefully speak to you people soon. Yeah, bye. There you go. <laughs> always, a, always cheerful news from yeah. Cowboys. This person died. Yeah, that's kind of depressing. There. Yeah, that's Cowboys Corner. That's, man. True, that's my yeah. man. It's the death report. Is what it is. It's uh, it's some the, things never change. Though. Well, people do read the obit. You know, that's they, true. They do read the obit, and back in the used to especially if yeah, you're a certain age. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Ready? Put on your thinking caps. Hi, my name is. What? Time to identify. My name. Is it a coach, player, or entertainer? Coach, player, entertainer, we got to get quick uh, right to the game. Demo guy in Minnesota. Hello, demo guy. How's it going, Ben? Hello to you, demo guy. Hold on a second. We have Kyle in Denver. Hello, Kyle. What's up, Ben? Welcome, Kyle. What are you doing in Denver? I'm an Uber driver. Uber? How's Uber in the Mile High City? Uh, It's very busy. Anybody famous in your Uber? No. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. So it's going to happen. One of these days. All right. Well, what, yeah. is, what is fame? I don't know. All right. Well, good luck, gentlemen. Here we go. I will. Uh, the coach. The, the answer is either a coach, player, entertainer. Your name is your buzzer. The game show designed to prove it's impossible to keep track of all the names. First name up for us on coach, player, entertainer, James Franklin, coach, player, entertainer. Yeah, right. Who was in first on that? Coop? Kyle. Kyle. Coach. Correct. Who does James Franklin coach? Uh, that is correct. Good job by you. Next name up for up uh, for us is uh, let's see here. What do we have here? Let's go with Ty Montgomery. Ty Montgomery. Demo guy. Uh, Demo guy. Uh, player. That is correct. And you get six points for that. For the extra point, who does Ty Montgomery play for? Uh, for the that is correct. You get the extra point. Good job by you. It's coach, player, entertainer. The next name on our list. Is Danny Eatling? Danny Eatling, coach player, uh, demo, demo guy. Uh, wait, 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 wait. I think I, I think it was. I All think right, it was Kyle, Kyle, go ahead, Kyle. What do you think, Danny Eatling? Player. Yeah, you're right. Player. Who does he play for? No clue. Uh, he's a backup quarterback for the New England Patriots. It's coach, player, entertainer, Roger Daltrey. Roger Daltrey. Demo guy. Who is in demo guy? Demo guy. Uh, he's an entertainer. That is correct. What's he known for? The Who. The Who. That's yeah. right. Good job by you. Coach, player, entertainer. 
The next name up for us, Peyton Barber. Peyton Barber. Uh, demo guy. Demo guy. He's a, a player. That is correct. Who does he play for? Well, I uh, used to be the Giants, but I'm not sure of that anymore. Uh, he plays for Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay. Uh, Mario Cristobal, coach player. Uh, demo Atlanta. guy. Uh, who was in first? Kyle. Oregon Ducks head coach. Uh, well, he's a head coach, but not of Oregon. Is he still? He is. You're right. Yeah, you're yeah. right. He is. You're right. All right. Yeah. Hey, All right we're out of time. We're out of time. What's the score? Kubala, hurry up. It's tied 2020. Oh, my God. We can't have a tie. We're out of time, Kubala. They both get golden tickets. I hate ties. I, I can't ticket. stand ties. They suck. Ties suck. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.